Hey, John. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, come on in. Thanks. How you doing? I'm doing good. I was over here uh, cleaning some uh, Polaroid pack cameras. Oh yeah, you find anything interesting? Uh, a lot of a lot of corrosion. Yeah, a lot of corrosion, a lot of rust. <laughs> you know, you're like two, three hours early, right? No, 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 no. Really? Yeah, Matt and Dan Domi are in a car on the way down to the studio right now. I thought I'm, I thought I'm like late. I'm rushing to get here. I got sandwiches and stuff that I have to eat on the air. Uh, well, you're early, but it's okay. You got the whole day, right? No. We're going to be here taping, like, the show the whole day, hanging out, talking film. If you know me, you know that I never have any time. I, I, I thought we'd just uh, maybe, you know, get in, get out. Oh. How long do you have? 25 minutes or something. <laughs> <laughs> enough to eat a sandwich. Uh, okay. Maybe well, open a couple of letters. All right. Well, John, why don't you join us, and uh, we'll do the check. We'll see uh, where Matt is on the road, and then we'll do the best we can. All right. Well, that's all we ever do, right? Do the best you can, Michael. Is that your mother? Or Sylvia. So, hey, John. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Thanks for bringing some uh, tasty uh, vittles from the uh, hey. Taste of Dawn health That's food right. store. Some nice healthy cola in a chicken pocket. So, Matt and uh, Dan, they're on their way. They're late? No, no. They're on time. Nah. You're early. Oh, well. Let me call Matt, see where he's at. Maybe right. he's on nearby. There was a photo walk mm. uh, on uh, April 30th in Toronto. Oh, yeah? How'd yeah. that go? Matt went. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Uh, our good friend Alex Lux. Organized the whole thing? Organized the whole thing. Wow. Why didn't we go? Uh, well, I couldn't because I had the uh, Joe Sarno event to go oh, to. Oh, that was this Saturday, was it? Yeah. Probably got the uh, radio blasting too loud with the windows down. Such a nice day. What kind of music you think he's listening to? Better. Hello? Matt? Hi. Hey, what's going on, Mike? You guys hey. are late. No, they're not late. You're early. <laughs> so uh, John, uh, John showed up at the studio two hours early, and he can't stay. I told him that you and Dan are on your way down, but uh, he can't stick around. I got the times mixed up. Oh, man. I got the times mixed up. I, I got mixed up. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. I, I forgive you, John. Any other person, though, you know, I'd hold it against them. Yeah. How's the speaker on your phone, John? Speaker's not so great. Oh, yeah. Okay. Matt, um, since John can't be here, you know, and he won't get to meet Dan. I know Dan really wants to meet John. Oh, yeah, he does. I, <laughs> I thought maybe, you know, you can give us a mm. quick quick overview of how the Toronto mm. FPP uh, meetup went. Toronto FPP meetup was actually pretty cool. It was, uh, I wasn't sure what to expect because, you know, there were, there were some logistical Now, now what, 
For those who don't know, what is APUG? Oh, APUG is the Analog Photography User Group. Um, they have about 50,000 members, according to the website. Whoa. And, it, yeah, it's a huge, huge uh, website for, for people that just love, love, love shooting films. So how many, was, people uh, in total, how many people in total do you think showed up? I think, I think just over, just over uh, 20 showed up. That's great. Any uh, hardcore FPPers? There were. There were plenty of hardcore FPPers. Um, Alex was there. Uh, let's see. We had... Uh, I wish I could remember all the names. There was another uh, There was another FPPer that came in just after we took the, the group shot with the 8x10, uh, Ian Muto. He oh, was okay. a pretty, hard, pretty hardcore FPPer. Even his son listens to the podcast. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> what about uh, the... Even younger audiences. What about those two New York guys? Oh, yeah. Uh, Chris and Tom. Uh, Chris, yeah, you remember Chris Ficcio? Of he course. He has uh, the awesome mustache. Yeah. He showed up. And uh, him and Tom, they brought their, their monster Lumia RZ67. It was... What about our good friend May, who donated the seagull to the FPP? Was she there? Yes, May was there. She's uh, in the, the group shot that I took. Um, that'll be up on the, on the web pretty shortly. And uh, yeah, she was she was in the, the group shot. And there, she was pretty excited. I think she was packing, uh, yeah, a Hasselblad, I think, while she was shooting. John wants to know if you were packing your 8x10. I was. I took a group shot with the 8x10, wow. all of the New York meetup, and I, I did a couple more shots. It was a lot of fun. Wow, good for you. Well, yeah, listen. apparently there, there was all sorts of uh, there was all sorts of photography things going on, not just the APUG thing. Hmm. There was some other photography exhibition that was starting up in, in all of Toronto. So, like, every third person had a big, you know, digital SLR rig. It was crazy. Like, you know, I thought was, we were part of something even bigger just because every, you know, every other person had this, this giant camera. Hmm. So, digital camera. It was very, very hard to walk around without seeing gear. <laughs> was any, any digi cameras there? Tons, tons, Mike. T- no, for real. Seriously. I mean, I... I outside outside you of your group. No, no, I mean, in, in the group. group. Oh, in the group. No, no, no. There was, uh, the only person in the group that had any digital stuff was, uh, I brought my uncle with me. From uh, Niagara, brought a, a digital camera because the only film gear he had, he gave to me. So. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah, but but he, he came along too because he just wanted to see what kind of he was surprised to even see the kind of turnout we got. So it was cool. Great, John. You can't stick around. I know you guys are almost here. I'm gonna miss you. So we're gonna read just a few letters with John, and then we'll start the show for real when you guys get here. All right, that sounds good, Mike. Uh, I guess I'll have to see you in England, uh, Matt. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> 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 I have to go all the way to England to see Matt. All the way, yeah. yeah. It's worth it, though. It'll be worth it. You got you getting everything ready? Yes, I got all my cameras. I'm polishing up all my cameras. I'm stockpiling film, getting ready as we speak. Awesome, cool. Well, you don't need to worry too much about film. I'll be packing a bunch, too. So. Oh, great. All right, so... That's kind of like for the Polaroids, so... <laughs> uh-huh. So, Matt, I'll see you guys when you get here, and I'll, uh, I'll pacify John for another uh, 20, 30 minutes. Okay, then- cool. Yeah, I'm sorry you can't okay. meet Dan. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I regret that very much. What are you gonna do, Matt? I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys will meet up at some point. This is I'm small sure. world. Yeah. This isn't the end of anything by any means. <laughs> All right, Matt. Safe driving. We'll uh, talk soon. All right, cool. See you guys. All right, All right man. You, Bye. John just picked up uh, that Matt. Appreciate you know Matt's on his way. Matt and Dan are on their way. John just picked up the Polaroid. Uh, what is it? The Polaroid 230 camera. You see? Oh, you see how it lines up? <laughs> yeah. It's great, isn't it? That's interesting. Yeah. Now when you Press the shutter. Here I go. Hold the camera really still because the shutter may stay open because it's, you know, not enough light for it. Okay, here I go. Okay. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Here I go. Nice. Yeah, well, that's the shutter opening, and then uh, John is playing around with the Polaroid automatic 230 camera. You got to, yeah, you rock it and gently then, oh, there you go. Pull, 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 pull. 
Once you get a pull going. Oh, don't stop. Don't stop. That's easier. Once you pull it, don't stop. Nice, huh? That's that's a satisfying feeling. Yes, it say. is. I gotta say, I got a bunch of film back from uh, our good friend Spencer at Sharp Photo. He developed like eight rolls for me. And uh, the stylus takes nice pitches. Oh, the stylus oh. takes nice pitches. I thought it was my um, X700. Oh, the, the stylus epic. Yep. Because I'm looking at it, I'm like, I, of course I didn't label anything, and I'm like... That takes amazing pictures. I'm like, did, I'm like, was this with my Minolta? Or, I'm like, this couldn't have been the whole go with the flash. That was out. And then I started looking at some of them, and, I'm, and I noticed there was some where I left the shutter open for effect. And I realized it was with the Stylus Epic. Great, great shots. That, awesome camera, man. The Olympus Stylus Epic. Uh, that's what I brought to the New York FPP meetup. And, that camera. And a, and a Polaroid Spectre camera. That's all I needed. Yeah, right. That stylus epic is, it, well, it's epic. Yeah. It really, really is. It, it is, but you know what? I still like shooting with the bigger camera and hearing the You like a SLR. The shutter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But sometimes you don't have the room. It's true. Or you don't want to carry it around. Well, here's a good question. For FPP photo walk, or any photo walk, for that matter, how many lenses would you bring with you? If you have an SLR with interchangeable lenses, how many lenses well, would you, Mike Rasso, bring? One. Just one? I what, want like to, a 50? I would bring, when I went to Tampa, I brought the, um, I had uh, a wide, a 19 to 35 millimeter lens. A zoom. And a 50. <laughs> you like that lens, the zoom lens? I brought a Polaroid one-step with some of the new uh, Impossible PX680 film. What does that lens stop down to? The uh, Oh, 3.5. Uh, 50 millimeter Canon 1.4 portrait lens beautiful right. 1.4 that's nice yeah but fpp photo walk i took my olympus stylus epic and my polaroid spectra mm. and of course i was you know recording audio so that was a responsibility right. as well but my bag was just a little over the shoulder bag now you have to understand people showed up people like our pal dan domi mm -hmm. showed up with a <laughs> huge backpack yeah but he must have been packing six cameras i mean packing yeah uh, Matt had the 8x10. Uh, he, I think, maybe had his Hasselblad with him. Right. That's uh, nice. Yeah. There were a few guys there that, you know, had one or two cameras. They and had the higher-end cameras, and you were slogging around the uh, Instamatic. I don't call the styles epic. Oh, Instamatic. no. The, the uh, oh, Polaroid. Polaroid. Yeah. My emphasis is not really on gear. Mm -hmm. It's just fun. Right. So. Yeah, but you're going to see some lovely sights that you want to make sure you capture. Olympus Stylus Epic. That's in my bag. Yeah. Well, I only have three cameras, and I think I'm bringing them all. Now, you, th you John, you uh, experienced some, uh, you know, concern over your, your Holga experience. Yeah. What's your Holga experience like? Great camera, but, and the great thing about it is you don't have to think, but you have to think. <laughs> because you don't have to think about shutter speed or, you know, uh, setting film speed or anything. When you put it in, you just pop the film in and go. But, stoops... You got to remember to take the damn cap off the lens. <laughs> For real? Yes. Oh. Happened to me several times. I'm shooting and people are like, hey, you know the, the lens is on, the, the cap is on the lens. A lot of Holga shooters like, forget, uh, forget to take the lens cap off. I'm not used to using, what is that, a parallax lens? My, my, my bald head looks big there. Well, it's, it's lit by the backlight there. It's the most exposed thing in there. We're looking at some Polaroids. Oh, it's a good one. That, and I kept on, I guess in transit, I must have hit the uh, the shutter thing on the bottom because uh, a couple rolls, not a couple rolls, one roll, all shaky because the shutter stayed open. Oh, on the Holga, you have a choice of N, normal. Or B. Or B, bulb. Yeah. Bulb, you know, as long as your finger's on the shutter, It'll the shutter's open. open. N, normal, it's like one. Sucks because I got some really nice pictures. I would have liked to have 
had a little bit nicer. But, you know, it must have, you know, when you slip it in and out of the bag, it must have hit the setting. So, I mean, those are two things I consciously have to be aware of when I'm using that camera because I'm stoops. I don't think that newer Holger shooters have that problem. I think it's your, your reverse. Right. Re- you're coming from a different zone. Yeah, you're coming from the re- reverse zone of right. using an SLR to the Holger. Right. So... Well, you know, when the pictures that came out when I wasn't being uh, forgetful were awesome. So the ones that did come out were awesome. Great. Now, did you use any of those wide-angle adapters? No, I didn't have time for that. I barely had time to take photos, to tell you the truth. Okay. Because I was busy making sure I didn't lose my three children. But it was a lot of fun to use. I only saw one other guy with a a, uh, film camera there. Guy had a Leica. A Leica? Old-looking Leica. An old-looking guy with a Leica? No, an old-looking camera Leica. And how young was the person using the Leica? Pretty young. Looked like maybe, you know, 30, 25, 30. Really? Yeah. You talked to him? Nah, I didn't have a chance to talk to oh. him. I would have liked to have. Oh. Like, oh, so you're shooting film there, guy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm going to bring the Holga. I'm going to bring the Stylus Epic. I'm going to bring my SLR. Oh, I mean, you're going all the way to England. Why not? Absolutely. You can mix and match however yeah. mood you feel. Exactly. Not like, not like anyone, anyone's going to steal these cameras if you leave them in your hotel room. No. <laughs> Especially the Holga. I'd be like, where do you get this out of a gumball machine? <laughs> <laughs> Darren Pancho Riley. Oh yeah, we're gonna see him. Yeah, you pro- you were I think copied on the emails to Linda Scott from Lomography UK. Right, right, right. Pretty cool. That'll be great. Yeah, we went to Lomography New York. They were fantastic. That's cool. I mean, they're just cool, cool people, and I'm sure the UK folks. Are they are they cool. affiliate or? Yes. Oh. It's the Lomography Society. No kidding. Yeah. Linda Scott, Lomography, UK. Uh, I, I can't wait. It's on the 18th of June. If anyone out there listening wants to go to the UK FPP meetup. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. You can meet the big three. <laughs> the big three. Mike, John, and Matt. And if you, you can send an email to us at filmphotographypodcast.gmail.com. Cheerio. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get you in on it. Yeah, sure. Hey, really fast, I want to tell you, we had, uh, as you know, we ha- I have a lot of cameras floating around. Oh, you do? Yeah, like the like the Polaroid uh, 230 camera, which we just demonstrated. Yes. Well, I have like a closet full of them. Really? They're not all 230s, you know, some 100. Are they all Are they in good well, shape? Well, that's the thing. Some of them are Shungad. Uh, You know, Matt calls them beaters. I call them Shungad. And either, what that means, folks out there, it means like cosmetically they need some care. Hmm. Maybe there's like a little front plate missing. Maybe they're a little tarnished or a little... Minor details? Yeah, scuffed. Right. You know, they look like they were stored in a basement or something. Mm. But once I kind of clean it up, put a battery in, they work just fine. So I had a, pa- I had a Polaroid 225 land camera, and it was a beater. Like, I didn't know what to do with it. I, 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 we couldn't sell it in the store. Mm-hmm. It had, like, the camera and, like, the case fit, but the case had the wrong number on it. Oh, the instruction booklet was from a different camera. Oh, jeez. Like, it wasn't, you know... It was Jambalta. It was Jambalta. <laughs> so I did a blog and a Facebook notice, like, hey, rather than doing a big contest, just right. like it's it's called it's called FPP FPP cameras need TLC too. Ah, nice. Yes, and these are cameras that need a good home for a person out there who will take care of it and shoot with it and caress it. And use it as a stepping stone to mm. say, hey, you know, a starter. Right. So I requested that whoever enters the contest, you know, don't have one already. Right. You know, this is your starter. Someone who wants to dip their toes in the water. You want to check out Polaroid Pack film. And I did. And we, we got uh, maybe 10, 12 entries. It was really fast. It was like a few yeah. hours. Right. Oh, that's good. Picked the winner out of the hat. It was Preston James. Wait, wait, out of a hat? Well, no, not out of a hat. Okay. Preston James from uh, Lehigh, Utah. 
Nice. Some nice places to shoot out there. Yes. Uh, Preston says, hey, I'm just following your orders for the 225 land camera. My name is Preston, and I'm from Lehigh, Utah, and I must firstly state that your blog was a godsend. I have only been into photography for about four years, and I, I have loved every second of it. I started with a Minolta Automatic 35, hmm? then I moved on to a Canon AE-1, hmm? mostly because I could find a sweet deal at my local thrift store. Hmm. I've been collecting cameras ever since, ever since, and I love everything about them. My newest addition is the Mamiya 645, and I love every part of it. So Preston, you know, like he's been shooting with film, and he just hasn't shot with a pack camera. So Not now many people have, Mike. You're like uh, spearheading a revolution here. I'll have you know. <laughs> well, I don't know about me, but the, well, they're, they're unusual, the pack cameras. Yes, they, t- very, they are. We're talking about the cameras, the pack cameras that have the bellows. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like old school looking camera. You've got to get physical with it. Yeah, you do, and the first pack camera was made in 1963. Really? I yeah. thought they would be older than that. No. <laughs> if you watch some movies, like JFK, movies like that. Right. You see them. You see them all over the place. Yeah. I see, you see them all over the place. Those were the jam, I guess. And most of the sound effects they put when someone presses the shutter is incorrect. Oh. They, what what they, is it for modern day SLRs? They put like a click. Oh. They put like a SLR click in. Oh. You've got to so, make it, you know, exciting yeah. for the viewers at home. We've got 15 speakers. But, you know, fill up. I'm real happy to do these contests because not only does it put, like, usable cameras in people's hands, mm. but FPP, myself, everyone, we, really, we get to meet new people yeah. and introduce new people to what we're all about. And even though Preston has been reading the blog, it's different when you actually reach out right. and you get involved and you send a camera or, you know, you start a conversation. So yeah, it's cool. It's it's so Preston's now part of the FPP community, and I hope he'll stay in, in touch. Introducing new people to old technology. That's correct. That should be your tagline. Frankly, John, there is so much stuff to talk about. Mm. I could not uh, possibly fit it into a regular show. Is so that right? everyone listening, think of this as the pre-show. Ah, interesting. Like this is the opening band. Right. Oh, that's pretty ah, good. The opening band. Yeah, John's like the <laughs> opening act. There you go. Uh, of FPP. The main event. Yeah. I can deal with that. So, yeah, yeah. Brian Moore, he's a guest blogger. He wrote me an email months and months ago. Hey, you know, yada, yada, this is a camera I use. And by the way, I fancy myself a bit of a writer. So if, oh. if, you, if you ever need a blog, and I was like, and how? Yeah. So Brian's... Brian is your godsend. Yes. Wow. See how it works? What Brian did was he took apart a Brownie Hawkeye flash camera. That's one of those old-timey Kodaks. And when he put it back together, he put the lens in backwards. Oops. And it created some really cool pictures. Ah, see? Yeah. So he did it again. He, he, Oops, he did it he again. He started shooting with a Vivitar PN2011. That's mm. the camera we gave away a few months ago. Right. And he did this. This time he intentionally flipped the lens. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Great, he, so great Brian's on to something. Did he post these images on yeah. Flickr? Yeah. You can take a look at them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So more power to you, Brian. Nice. And uh, look forward to your next blog. My name is Dave Lyon. Oh, by the way, this is um, when we're in New York, our new friend, uh, John Kohler. John, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. He lives in Manhattan, works in Wayne, New Jersey. <laughs> Reverse commutes. Yeah, exactly. Don't meet too many of those guys. So John donated four rolls of uh, what's known as 220 film. Mm. It's 120 film, but it's longer. Oh. So you get more exposures. Really? Yeah. Not every camera can take... 220. Is that right? Yeah, only specific. How do you know which cameras can take 220? Like your Mamiya has like a magazine. Mm-hmm. You know the what? You know Gene Gabelli. He'd always Gene take, take the magazine out of the camera and right. then put another one in, right. lick it. 
<laughs> he probably had 220 because he yeah. wanted to get more exposures because he's yeah, shooting a wedding. That's true. He doesn't want to stop at 12 and have to reload. Yes. So <laughs> Yes. Last episode. Last episode. Uh, we made an offer that, hey, we have four rolls of mm. this 220 film donated by John. It was Tri-X 320, mm-hmm. black and white. Nice. Not made anymore. Right. In this format. So we didn't do any big hoopla contests. Like, hey, man, the first four emails I get, get it. So these are the emails. Yeah, how quick did they come in? Immediately. Oh, boy. Uh, this is Dave Lyon, pronounced Lyon. L-Y-O-N? Pronounced L-I-O-N. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is Dave Lyon, your truck driving fan. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm currently listening to the show, and I thought, if I'm going to ask for film, it should be for some of the last 220 black and white. If I'm lucky enough to get a roll, it will be shot as part of my planned project of Salt Lake at night. Oh, wow. Yes. Another Utah. Hopefully, this will be this summer when the boss lets me out of the western Nebraska, Colorado area. That mm. he sees some great stuff driving across that area, man. Thanks for a great show. Well, Dave, you're welcome, and you have some film. See, you feel good about that one, don't you? I do. You know he's going to love that film. Oh, yeah. Anyone that emailed for this film, you know is going to love it because it's such a specialty. Mm -hmm. Our good friend, Charles Hohenstein. Now, could be Hohenstein. H-O-H-E-N Stein. Stein. What do you think? Six of one, half dozen the other. I don't know. Okay, well, we'll just call him Charles. Well, Charles Charles is a a longtime fan of FPP and uh, posts in our Facebook group. Mm He says, if you still have some 220 TXP to give away, I would love to have some. I still hold a grudge against Kodak for discontinuing it. Uh, I shoot 220 in my Kony Omega M, which is a 6x7 format camera. So um, I will be able to get 20 shots per roll. As, wow. e- as either Matt or Dan mentioned on the last podcast, 220 is great for shooting weddings. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Charles. On its way to you. See, another happy home. Here's uh, our good friend, Jeremy North. Jeremy has also been a longtime FPP listener. You offered a roll of 220 Tri-X listeners at, on your last podcast. I have a dedicated 220 back for my Contax 645 with a ceramic pressure plate, which uses a vacuum to hold the film ultra flat. A vacuum? Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. So, Jeremy, very good. And last but not least, Alec Perez. Hey, my name is Alec. Are these guys just finding out now that they've won, or you already shipped it out? No, they have it already. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah. Hey, my name is Alec. I got the podcast a little late, but still wanted to contact you about the Kodak 220 black and white film. I recently got my Mamiya, Mamiya, medium format M645 camera. Hey! And it only came with a 220 film holder. Look at that. This guy is desperate into this film. Yeah, right. Yeah, because he can't shoot anything else. So you got it. Now, these guys didn't win. Look at that email. That's a long email. Here's here's an email from Ron O'Connor. He didn't win the Tri-X 220 film, but he did send a really long email. Yes, he did. Cast disappointed. I missed the meetup in NYC. Okay. Where's he from? Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Oh. Uh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I uh, started photography after college graduation in 77. Picked up digital photography for three to four years and grew disappointed with the work. Too many photos and the look, but seduced by the low cost and convenience. Mm. I have a 30 plus years of negatives and slides that remain. Whoa. Re- that remind me why I find film photography so much more appealing. Because he likes clutter. <laughs> <laughs> In a few months, I'll be seeking some gas relief. A few Uh-oh. Polaroid 600 cameras. I have oh, five. Oh, look at that. But need to test them. 
with each pack of film before offering them as a donation. He has Polaroid gas just like you. Yeah, I do. Ron will be always happy to uh, to uh, take a donation. He says, P.S. Matt is great as the official co-host. I miss Dwayne and hope he might make an occasional guest appearance. That would be nice. And I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge the great contribution that Dan Domi has made to FPP ah. with the meetup and in the studio. Hear, hear. I second that emotion. Oh, P.S.S. John Bowes. <laughs> Thank you, Ron. That's very nice. Yeah, good job, Ron. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, also a non-winner. Didn't win, but uh, this is from uh, Chris Morrison. Uh, he says um, he wants he wanted to win the film for his Pentax 6x7 or Yashica 24 camera. He loves using 220 film. He's sad that it's not being made anymore. Yeah. He's getting excited to see who will win the Yashica GSN that he donated earlier mm. this year. So Chris and Ted and all the folks out there who donated cameras, just a quick heads up what's going on here at the FPP. The FPP is growing in leaps and bounds. And Literally. If you donate a camera to FPP, by the way, if you'd like to donate a camera to FPP, send me an email to filmphotographypodcast at gmail.com. Yo. The camera has to work. Mm-hmm. And we'd be more than happy to have it. The conditions are that there were no conditions, but what you guys have to understand now is that if you donate a camera, think of it like donating to the Salvation Army. You donate it, and that's it. You don't go back the next day. Uh, and look to see if it's sold. Yeah, and you don't ask the Salvation Army, who got my jacket? <laughs> because what's happening is as letters come in, there are some needy students mm. who are in desperate need of uh, cameras. I, have, I received an email from a young man the other day, a student, who was shooting 35mm film, and he requested some film, and his letter broke my heart. Did it really? <laughs> because all he had was a crummy, chin-on, point-and-shoot camera that he oh. got out of Salvation Army, oh, dear. and he aspires to uh, go to the School of Visual Arts and to you know just really dig into film mm. photography. So I, had t- I have, well, actually two packages went out. I had two complete 35mm SLR packages that were donated to the show. Wow. One was make a, me cry. One was a Minolta, and the other one was a Pentax. So sweet. And this was like a bag, camera, you know, 50 millimeter lens, zoom lens, flash. Wow. So this young man is now shooting with this camera. That's great. And, yeah, I don't have the letters in front of me, so I don't have their names. But, Chris, just heads up that any camera that gets donated to FPP is going to go to a good, good home. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, that's, <laughs> I can't speak. Yes, and we. By the way, we were launching our FPP store. We do. We do not sell donated cameras. No, we don't. No, no unless it's specified. They go to good homes and good people. Yes. Good people. Yes. Like our good friend Nano Burger sent a box of cameras. Nano Burger. Dan. Oh, yes. but you said Nano Burger. Seriously, there's a box of cameras. I mean, a box. Wow. And Dan's like, hey, man, give some away, put right. some in your store, whatever you want to do. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. But generally speaking, if someone sends a camera in, camera in, donation, right. donation shelf. And just keep listening. Just gets donated. You'll hear about it. And also... Do you, do you talk about everything that you donate? Like the... In, no, in, in, I, well, I can't anymore because some donations going oh. out outside the, sh- you know, with, via email. Oh, get a letter from a student. Oh my God, this guy needs a camera. Mm. I have a shelf of cameras. Well, then when he writes back to thank you, then you should read that letter. Well, the point is that back when the film photography podcast started, it was so small that right. it was easy right. to keep track of it. Keep track, and also when the camera went out to someone, I would, you know. Uh, you know, that person who donated, I'd be able to tell, well, this camera right. went to here. Right. That camera went there. I can't keep track of that anymore. Yeah, it's tough. You're going to have to do what you do with your cameras when you put little stickers on them. 
I do. I keep notes in there. But I still, I can't keep track once it goes out. Yeah, Our uh, FPP pal Michael Fortner, he sent a box. When I say box, I mean a box, box of point-and-shoot cameras. Wow, really? With film. Really? Yes. There must be 17 cameras in there. Now, over the course of the last few months, more listeners have been sending these point-and-shoot cameras. 35-millimeter mm-hmm. point-and-shoot. So I'm like, oh, okay. We'll have a big point-and-shoot month. Woo-hoo. But meanwhile... Michael Fortner, you know, I mean, it's probably eight months since he did that donation. So the point is that if you send something, I should wrap this up. (laughs) If you send something, it's like a 120 camera, it's going to be, either it's going to be donated out or it's going to be grouped till we have enough 120 cameras to have a big Ah. 120 giveaway. Ah. Just like this month, we're having the big, big Polaroid pack camera giveaway. (laughs) When's that happening? Uh, we that's happening all through June, and we pick it in July, July 1st. I was going to say, you can't do it in June. And these are Polaroid pack cameras, like the folders, the uh, Color Pack 2. Color Pack 2, Michael! <laughs> Everything. Wow. Well, it's oh. good. It's good I'll get all these letters out of the way before the boys get here. Okay, yeah. This is a letter from uh, Arthur from Boston. Boston? This is a letter from Arthur J. Smith. Oh, Arthur from Boston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, Arthur from Boston and Jigazzi. You know Jigazzi? Jigazzi? No. Come on. Hey. Gi- hey, Jigazzi. Yeah, Joyce. Yeah. Joyce? Yeah. Is that what that means? Joyce Gazzi. Oh. Remember? Sickpress.com. C-I-S-I-C. She does the book binding repair. Oh, of course. No. Yeah. Jigazzi. Yeah, Jeez, that was a while ago we talked about Well, uh, uh, uh Arthur, Isn't that a game, Jigazzi, when you roll the dice? <laughs> Jigazzi! Jigazzi! Is that it? No. Jigazzi and Arthur had a, a, a what, what will be called a mini FPP listener meetup in Baston. Just the two of them? I think one other person may have joined them. I'm mm. not sure. A threesome. Yeah. <laughs> in Baston. On Saturday, Jigazzi and I met up at the Photographica in Wakefield, MA. And it's held, it's held twice a year by the Photographic Society of New England. Oh, look at that. By the way, uh, hats off to Jigazzi. She printed up some flyers for us and brought oh, yeah. them to kind of spread the love about what FPP is. Oh, that's sweet. By the way, by the way, by the way, by the way, by the way. By the way, by the way, by the way, by the way, by the way. Any people out there, you know, you may say, well, you no, know. No, I want to be a friend of FPP. What can I do for FPP? What can I do for FPP? Really, what you can do for FPP is just spread the word. Sp- spread the love. If you're on this APUG uh, or on some other board. APUG. Uh, oh. Remember Matt was talking mm-hmm. about the APUG? Yeah, got the people to meet up with them in Toronto. And you're excited about film photography. 50,000 photog- people on that? If you're <laughs> Holy shit. If you're excited about film photography podcast, then by God, spread it. Spread the love. Yeah, spread it. Tell people about it. Spread the love like an infectious disease. When we were at the uh, Lamography store in New York, there were quite a few film photographers, you know, who never heard of us, who I gave them a card. I mean, have you heard about this? And they were very excited about it. Great. But they just didn't know about it. Right. Not everyone thinks to look for a podcast. Right. They haven't really caught on like blogging and other internet things have quite yet. They're getting there. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Photographica, uh, held twice a year by the Photographic Society of New England, which I am a member. This is Arthur. P-H-S-N-E is devoted to traditional photographic process. Last year, I purchased the Hasselblad 500CM kit. John, this Hasselblad kit, it's like Matt's got it, Dan's got it, oh boy. Arthur's got it. How come you haven't got it? Well, how long is it going to be? Seriously, it won't be that long. Yeah. Oh, I I I bought a uh, a um, Crown Graphic camera, four by five camera. You did? I did sitting oh my right there. God. Yeah, that's yours. This is my camera. Wow, it's look incredible. At you. Wow, it's incredible. It's Graflex Crown Graphic camera. Don't know how to use it. 
I was hoping last time Matt was here, I was hoping he'd get a lesson. But no, we're gonna we're gonna so later we'll, today. Yeah, when we it. get to it, uh, we're gonna get to it. But okay. you could shoot on a four by five negative. It's I'm incredible. So excited about that. You can develop it yourself. Um, Matt does. Dan does. Yeah. Well, I'm asking you. Why should you be so scared? What I'm not scared. I don't have scared? time. Too busy editing these shows. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> Matt's eight by ten shots. I gotta send you. If you go to the Flickr, you'll see his 8x10 of the New York meetup. Oh, yeah. Incredible. An 8x10 negative. That's insane. It's insane. So uh, this year, I was more on the lookout for filters and accessories. I guess they have vendor tables there. I also conducted a search for Dan Domi, (laughs) who asked me to look for some 4x5 film holders. The only one I saw was the Polaroid 545 at a very steep price. Joyce and I bumped into each other at the $5 table, where she scored a Polaroid land camera, a later model with electronic flash, and rechargeable power. Wow. I tried to help her inspect the camera and check for the customary battery corrosion. Not until someone at the show pointed out to me that the camera was of the rechargeable variety did I realize Hmm. that trying to get the door open was a fruitless endeavor. It doesn't open on this camera. The camera was in fantastic condition. Even the old-timey Polaroid adhesive mounts in the case. I have used them in the past for my own color Polaroid photograph. Starting to sound like Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, he's not from Boston. And the adhesive is amazing, despite being 40 years old. Jagatsi really knows her stuff and follows my Polaroid blog. All right there, Arthur. <laughs> I can't read the rest of the letters. It's too long. Seriously. Well, I'm glad to see he has so much enthusiasm to write such a long letter. Yeah, no, Arthur, appreciate it. And uh, Joyce, pr- really appreciate it. From the heart, appreciate it. And I really wish that I had here what's known as an FPP van that I could just hop in. You need your time machine. You can just go there now. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot. Okay, see you later. If I had the time machine, I would go to there now, and just as Joyce was going to like buy that camera, I'd pop in, <laughs> take the camera from her <laughs> grips, and then pop and out. Disappear. <laughs> Laughing your head off. <laughs> I got the camera. <laughs> you would use your, your time machine for evil purposes, Mike. That is not allowed. Uh, evil film photography purposes. Not allowed. I'd go back to time, <laughs> to Edwin, Edwin Land, knock him on the head. <laughs> And take all his plans, <laughs> and I would be Edwin Rasso. <laughs> It'd be called the Rasso camera. Be the Polaroid Rasso camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is funny. Hey, here's a letter from Alex up at the Toronto from the Toronto meetup. I'd like to say that the Toronto meetup was a success! Ooh, exclamation yeah. point. We spent the day wandering uh, wandering around the historic distillery district in Toronto. Got 20 people out, a mixture of FPP listeners and APUG members. A great mixture of camera users. We had a grand day just burning through film. That's great. Thanks to Matt for coming up. Oh, it was a grand day. Oh, he says weather-wise, it was a gorgeous day. Blue skies, warm temps, and a bright sun. A great mixture of cameras from TLRs, a couple large formats, a pile of Polaroids, Hasselblads, and a mix of SLRs and toy cameras. Hey, you know, it often rains in London. What are you going to do if it rains? We have to bring some panchos. Some rain panchos. Yeah. Maybe Pancho will help us get some panchos for the rain. We'll just do uh, hotel antics. Sit inside the hotel and take wacky pictures. Yeah. Pose with the bellboys and make them look like beef eaters. Nick, uh, by the way. Put towels on their heads and make make believe that they're the beef eaters at the, the Queen's gate there. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's John's talking. I don't, I'm not even listening uh. to him. Nicholas Shields, he won from our last month. Uh, we had our Polaroid 600 giveaway. Mm-hmm. How's he like his camera? He didn't, I don't know. We'll have to ask him. He says, fantastic news. I cannot believe my luck. That I had been one of the few lucky winners to get myself a Polaroid. Yes, sir. 
there I was on a bank holiday, Monday, sitting on the couch listening to your podcast. And then, out of the blue, my name had been called shock and surprise. Fear not, Michael. This camera shall live on and will enjoy a new lease on life. The camera and I will embark upon a voyage in due course to the Impossible Project in Holland. So watch this space. Once again, thanks and all the best. P.S. The meetup in London. Will there be more info to follow on the podcast website? Yes, there will. Mm -hmm. By time June... I don't know. I think. We have a new uh, website looming. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Wait till you see it, John. Oh, I can't wait. I swear, you and everyone's going to be impressed. Your kids will be impressed. My kids will be like, Dad, heck out this. Yeah. Uh, I got a letter from Hunter White. Hunter, My kids will be like, Dad, check this out. This jerk still shoots film. Hunter was one of the uh, gentlemen who won that SL- a student that won the SLR camera I was oh. talking about. He had to hunt down a battery for the camera, and he came up with a battery department at Freestyle. Freestyle! <laughs> So Freestyle, also uh, folks out there looking for batteries. Um, freestyle, if you folks out there have an older camera, you're like, where the fudge am I going to get a battery? Where? <laughs> where? Batterymart.com. Batterymart.com. It's batterymart.com. If you have a Polaroid folder or if you have a... If you have a Polaroid... If you have a Polaroid folder... Come on down to filmphotographystore.com. By the way, filmphotographystore.com, if you use the code 0511, you get a 10% discount. We have pack cameras, folding cameras, uh, Polaroid 600 cameras. You name it. Batteries. Adapters. Oh, we got the... uh, The flash adapters. The flash adapter for your Polaroid pack camera. And most importantly, we carry pack film Fuji FP 100C, 100B, 3000B. Very important. The price is so competitive. You're not going to get a... It's like the same price as B&H. So... Why buy it at B&H? Yeah. Buy it at filmphotographystore.com. Why? Because we like <laughs> Matt Hollins wrote me an email. He said, hey, you know, I have a 620 camera, Kodak Tourist. I have a roll of film that was in it, Kodakolor X. What am I going to do? And where, where can I buy film? Where? I sent him right over to Zeb at Blue Moon Camera. <coughs> Zeb has all the answers for him? Zeb's the guy. Zeb's also a very spiffy photographer, by the way. Is he? You know, once you get into the swing of things, John, on Flickr, you will be amazed. I bet. Like, you'll I'll be like, oh, you'll be like, oh, Zeb from Blue Moon Camera. You're like, oh, you'll friend him. But then when you friend someone, whenever they post an image, it shows up at the bottom of your main screen. Is that right? But whenever... Uh, Zeb doesn't post much, but when he posts, it's... It's always something special. <sighs> These landscapes are... Wow. Yeah. What's he shoot on? 35? 4x5? I don't know. Mm. We'll have to find <laughs> out. We'll have to find out. Blue Moon Camera. Google Blue Moon Camera. The Google. They, they sell fresh 620 film. Now, what it is, because they're Blue Moon Camera and machine, they're machine shop. Oh. So they have all these, like, tools and grindy stuff. So they take the... <laughs> grindy stuff. Take the 120 film. They put it in a machine. They grind it down so the hub isn't as big. So it fits into a 620 camera. Look at that. Now, this is to be used in a 620 camera as film to feed to your take-up spool. Take-up spool has to be 620 because the inside of the spool is bigger than 120. So if you're buying new film, from a new 620 film from Blue Moon, you're going to put in your camera, use it, but then when you send your film to be developed, because you'll take your film out of the take-up end mm-hmm. that's on a 620 spool, mm. send it to your lab, hopefully you'll send it to these kind folks at Blue Moon, mm-hmm. always request to get your 620 spool back. They're hard to come by. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You're not going to be able to reuse this, the the modified 120 spool. Then you got to buy another one. Yeah, I would suggest if you're really into 620 film, go on eBay.com, get like two, three. Yeah, it costs you, you know, ten, fifteen buck, and that's it. You keep them, but you'll be done. You keep them. You keep track of them, 
And if you send them to Blue Moon, Dwayne's, uh, Sharp Photo, Hamilton, you know Hamilton? Learn it. Know it. Live it. Whoa. supposed to say Brad. Brad Hamilton? Do you know about Brad Hamilton? Yeah. Hamilton? Yeah. You've seen that? No. Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Brad Hamilton? Or Jennifer oh, Jason Lee's brother. The guy that talks like this? No, that's, uh, that's Jennifer Jason Lee's older brother. He works at the burger place. Oh, Judd uh, Clampett there. What's Judge, his name? Judd... Uh, Judge Reinhold. J- Judge Reinhold. All right. Learn it. Know it. Live it. Whoa. Hamilton only does E6. E6. That's slide film. That's it. E6. Really? E6 specialty. Because listen, man, who does E6? Our good friend Spencer at Sharp doesn't do it. Blue Moon, Moon doesn't do, do it. it. Dwayne's photo does it. Do they really? They do. But Hamilton is like two bucks cheaper. What do you think it's like at uh, Dwayne's now that they don't do Kodachrome? I think they're pretty busy over there. You think? Yeah. As busy as they were when they were doing Kodachrome near the end? No No. Way. But if you bring a roll of film to, let's say, uh, uh Kmart, uh, Walmart, mm-hmm. they don't process anything there. You bring slide film, oh, they great. They send it out. They take it, they send it to Dwayne's. Is that right? That's right. Huh. So Hamilton is E6 and uh, very nice. Shelly. Shelly. Shelly's at the front desk. Hello, Shelly. So. Well, you know, Mike, this has been lovely, but I got I really got to go. Oh, really? Unfortunately, yeah. Well, how about one last thing? Jordan, I got to go. Well, John, I'm sorry you can't stay. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but uh, the boys will be here any minute. We're going to take a quick break. I'll probably see them on the way out. Yeah, and uh, we'll come back with a full show. A full show? And uh, This was a full show. Yeah. What is it like? It's going to be like a four-hour extravaganza. Wow. Uh, uh, listeners really like the long shows. Do they really? Good you know why? Because they scan, they mess around in the dark room, have a cup of tea. There you go. You know. Something to have going on in the background exactly. while you're doing your business. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, folks. So, we'll be right back. To you by Polaroid, makers of the new Polaroid color pack camera at half the price of the original model. And by Old Gold Filters, flavors that never came through a filter before. And by new Bravo Floor Wax, so tough you can wash it with detergent. Polaroid introduces an economy model of the famous color pack camera for half the price of the original. Same great film. Same fast loading. Same electric eye, yet it's half the price of the original model. You get the same beautiful color prints in 60 seconds, black and white in 10, in the same big size. Yet it's half the price of the original model. Isn't it your turn to own a Polaroid color pack camera? This is the Film Photography Podcast. The Photography Podcast, the internet radio show for folks who love to shoot film who would like to shoot film, who shoot digital but are curious about film. Film, 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 film. May 15th show, episode number 35. I'm here in the studio with uh, co-host Matt Mirage. Hey, how's it going? And special guest, Dan Domi. Hola. <laughs> this is a fantastic 
hip happening show. <laughs> hip happening show. Today we're um, um, initiating the Polaroid. That's the wind. That's the wind. Yeah. It's, it's kind no of it just it just whips around. That's the wind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Today we're initiating the Polaroid pack camera giveaway. It's packtastic. <laughs> yes. Uh, we need give away. for those who don't know what Polaroid pack camera is. I'm going to be loading a few. We're going to be talking about them and, and actually putting film in the giveaway cameras. I'm going to be talking about the uh, Fuji Instax Mini 50S camera. This is known as the Piano Black Instax Mini camera. It's kind of uh, really uh, hip and happening. It's a pretty sexy camera, Mike. It's a Piano sexy, Black. Yeah. It's a real Tiny sexy. Dancer it's in my a, hair. It's a, how's that go? Tiny dancer in my hair. It's a handy, uh, it's a handy dandy, uh, beautiful, sexy camera. Today I'm going to be talking about handy, capable cameras. Uh, these are cameras that are basically in, t- in great, great need of TLC. They're mm-hmm. almost junkers, but they're not. They work yeah. fine. They're just horribly cosmetically disfigured. Give them a little yeah. love. Yeah. That's all the film needs, yeah. a little love. Uh, we have a letter, and we're going to be talking a little bit about using a light meter. We got a letter? Well, tons of letters, actually. Okay. <laughs> one, uh, one special letter. I'm gonna, yes. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to continue our, my report on using 620 film. We have, for Nikonians out there, you'll be very happy to know that we're going to be spreading the Nikon love from a camera that was donated, the, the, the Nikon F1 SLR camera. Somebody actually sent in a Nikon? That's right. Oh, yeah. they must have they must have heard us talk about it. Yeah. Alex Lux, Lux. is becoming a regular. He as soon is. As I mentioned his name. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Let me do it again. You guys will be like, oh my Oh my god. Yeah. Alex Loichik. Oh, oh Alex, okay. yeah, yeah. You, you see? There we go. Yeah. No, it hasn't Alex hasn't worked yet. These guys it's still I have to like mispronounce your name for anybody to know what I'm talking about. Well the Alex part works. Yes. Alex from Canada. Ah, yes. Alex Lux from Canada, he sent in a, uh, a F1 camera for us to give away. Awesome. Uh, that and a lot more on this film photography podcast. You so know what? We need, to, uh, we need to figure out what FPP is in Morse code and have that be like the, the theme. To you it. think so? Yeah, I think it would be awesome. I don't know too much about uh, Norse code. Norse code? Norse code. <laughs> Hey, this is Michael Rosso, producer of the Film Photography Podcast. If you visit our newly revised homepage, filmphotographypodcast.com, you'll notice that in the upper right-hand corner there's now a donate button. This means we want you to get involved. You can donate a vintage camera, as long as it works, some film, or U.S. dollars, which we'll turn around and put right back into the podcast, filmphotographypodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Well, we're back, and you know what? I think I'm going to get right into uh, our giveaways. And these are uh, items we're giving away, and you need to send your name, address, and a little, little bit of information about yourself to Just film. a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Just, uh, yeah. Filmphotographypodcast at gmail.com. Yo. It's uh, May 15th. We're probably going to do a drawing uh, on July 1st. 
Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Sounds good. Nice right? big window. Yeah. So get your entry in in one month by June fifteenth. Yeah. That'd be okay. a great time to shoot a pack camera. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we. They love the sun. We Who loves the sun? The pack camera. It loves started the sun. when we had we received a, a pack camera donation from uh, Arthur Smith. You guys oh, yes. know Arthur Smith. Yeah. Arthur, Arthur J S. Yeah. Yes. yes. Arthur J S. Where is Arthur J S. Live? Uh, in Baston. Yeah. <laughs> Does he live on uh, Polaroid Boulevard? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but I, I, you know, I shouldn't say Boston because uh, it could be like one of the outer cities, you know, not in Boston. But he's in the Boston area somewhere. Uh, he, uh, Arthur donated a Color Pack 2 camera, which for me is the classic hard-bodied uh, Polaroid Pack camera. Yeah. You got the Color Pack, Color Pack 2, Color Pack 3, Color Pack 4, Color Pack 5, Super Shooter. And I also have a Super Shooter. Oh, yeah? This right was here. donated wow. by uh, Angela from Max Diner. Nice. Yes. Max is giving back finally. Oh, this Max is, great. is giving yeah. back. Absolutely. <laughs> you go up there and you order like a cheeseburger platter and they'll give you a classic camera. There you go. <laughs> cool. And uh, the uh, Super Shooter, like the Color Pack too. it's a hard-bodied, molded plastic camera and you have two choices on the top for... Um, Film speed, you have 3,000. 3,000, yep. 3, you slide, o- slide it over and you have 75. There you go. Which is fine for the right. color film, which is 100. It shoots ASM. 100 perfectly, yeah. yeah. There is a, a focus knob, and it's not uh, through the lens focusing. No. No, no, no not you, a bit. You basically just okay. set it on feet it. Uh, to how, how many feet you, you are away from your subject, and then you shoot. A pack camera, the great thing about pack cameras is, is that they're all the same when it comes to loading. Very much. So uh, for this particular camera, this takes flash cubes, blue dot flash cubes. They have a blue dot on them? Uh, let's see. Why are they blue dot flash cubes? No, those are flash cubes. No, those b- are b- bulbs. bulbs. Yeah, they oh, are. Oh, there we are. There we are. Okay. Making our way through the mess. Yeah, yep. we have quite a mess here. Norelco. Now, a bunch of companies made these flash cubes. There is a blue dot there it is. on the front. There it is. Yeah, okay. not to be confused with magic cubes. Oh, okay. Uh, with flash cubes, the camera takes a battery. In the okay. case of a, a color pack, hard-bodied camera, the batteries are next to the lens on the inside. It takes two AA batteries. Yep. Okay. Was that modified, or is it designed No, the, they are designed for AA batteries. Yeah. All, okay. the, all the hard-body plastic cameras take AA's. I'm opening the back of our giveaway camera, and uh, as you can see, I'll hold it up to the gents here. Closest to the lens is a plastic compartment where right. there are Ooh. two AA batteries. Dan, you did not know this. No, I did not know this. You're not a pack camera shooter? Oh, I am a pack camera shooter. I, I just did not know. Because I have a, a 230, okay. which you know was modified for me uh, by so Nate but, uh, from Option 8. Nate from Option 8. Yes. Uh, this is a folding camera with bellows. So it's a folder. This is a hard-bodied. Uh, so it takes two AA batteries stock. And, of course, my advice always is if you lose the contest <laughs> and you desire a hard-bodied Polaroid pack camera, the bay, you can get them very inexpensively. Yeah course we have them in our own fpp store as well and um didn't they make like 50 billion color pack twos they must have yeah they're all over the place i've got two yeah, yeah. you do yeah if you're buying from the bay send an email to the seller ask them to check the battery compartment for yeah. corrosion yeah you don't want any crusty stuff if you ever find one in a thrift shop antique shop that's the first thing you should do is check the battery compartment i don't know how many cameras i've seen that still have film have these batteries that you can't even remove because the corrosion has locked yeah. them into place. Ooh. So, I'm please. Opening, I'm opening up a pack of uh, FP3000B. Science film. Yes, science film. 
It's three. Uh, people get freaked out. Matt, I know Matt does. Like, because ter- three thousand ASA. I am terrified of three thousand, Mike. Uh, the great thing about three thousand film is that it has a scannable negative. Yes. You don't. You don't have to do any of that bleaching or anything. No. Yeah. It's a scannable negative. It's a, a much less contrasty image, and you, it will be a grainier image. Do you scan it as uh, reflective or transparency? Reflective. Reflective. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm now putting in the great thing about pack cameras, as we've discussed in the past, the case, the pack film just slips right in. Yeah. You make sure your tabs, here are the tabs. Right. Make sure the tabs don't get caught. Slip it right in. And then you close the yep. pack back on the super shooter, which is the same as color pack. Yep. And the first thing you do is pull out what's known as the black slide. Now, you know these cameras, guys. Recommend you hold. I, I never use this, this. Do you? Do you use this strap? Uh, I don't have a strap. If I'm like trying that, not I to think a, about it, and I'm just holding on to it, kind of dangling. Yeah, I have a neck strap myself. There you That's go. The black. <laughs> the black slide that came out. Uh, this is 3,000 film. I have the uh, f- uh, camera set at 3,000. I have okay. a blue dot flash uh, cube. I'm Check. now putting on the camera. Now, the important thing to uh, know about when working with any camera, of course, is no violence. No violence. Um, Who taught you that? Uh, th- uh, thank you for asking. <laughs> uh, none other than Baderich Botka, the famous Czechoslovakian cinematographer who uh, was uh, my professor at New York, New York University for my summer workshops yeah. back in the 1980s. So <laughs> when you put a cube cubes. on a camera, you only wind it until it stops. Okay. So you have to make sure you don't use violence because you don't want it to like snap. It'll just snap right off. Yeah, it's just yeah. plastic at the bottom. Yeah. So. Yeah. so you just carefully just wind it till it stops. Now, this is so when it advances, it just kind of yeah. goes right there. There's, yeah. a, there's a spring in this uh, that, that basically advances So basically, you're, you're like cocking the, the yep. cube. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to take a shot of uh, these two gentlemen. Let's see. Yeah. Guys are about... Uh, Six to eight. Six to eight feet. One, two, three. First thing you do with a pack camera is a little white tab you pull. Pull, pull that white uh-huh. tab. You just one, pull, pull that out. One firm pull. Yeah, one yeah. F- firm, but don't tug. Don't, 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 no, don't, don't yeah. tug. Okay. okay. And that, yeah. Yeah, good. So that pulls out another tab in the back, and you start pulling that same, same idea. That, yes, that's our Quick. picture now. Yes. So this really is magic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. once you start pulling, don't stop. I mean, that's right. you don't want to stop the spread of the chemistry across the right. positive One and negative. One firm, even pull out right. to the side. So the first uh, tab, that, that made our film come film tab get exposed. Right. And now the second tab, that is your film. And as you're pulling it out of the camera, it's breaking a packet of chemicals. A pod, yeah. A yep. pod, basically a develop, a... a, a uh, reagent, yeah. Reagent. Uh, and it's spreading it over the course of the image to cause it to develop. So you do that in one, how would you describe it, Matt? One firm, steady pull. One yes. fell swoop. Here we go. Now, nice. this, this 3000B, it's going to be ready in like 20 seconds, isn't it? It's I, really fast I, stuff. I, I think so. Doesn't now, the uh, Fuji have like a little time? Yeah, it's right there right on, on, the, on, the right on the envelope. Yeah. yeah. Now, so. I tend to let them sit a little longer because uh, the new Fuji film, by the way, I should mention, if you don't know, that the film made for these older Polaroid cameras is made by Fuji film. Polaroid does not make film anymore. Uh, and you have a choice of black and white, 
the FP3000B, or the color FP100C, and it's self-terminating. Yep. Which is Even fantastic. Even the black and white. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so that means yeah I've, I've left black and white oh, um, sit for about an hour, and then I peeled yeah. them, so... Yeah. So I, you, I have heard, though, uh, you don't want to let them sit so long that the chemicals dry out. No. Yeah. Oh, like, is that right? Like, if you, if you, like, shoot something in the morning and you carry around with you for whatever reason, and at the end of the day you go, oh, crap, I didn't peel it, you know, it could theoretically be dried out and your picture could be ruined. The, yeah, the only drawback to, of course, shooting pack film is that it produces a lot of Waste. Waste. It's not very no. green. No. It's not green, and it's difficult, unless you have an assistant with you. Mm. You're, if you're out in the field, if you're shooting outside, uh, if you're peeling and looking at your picture, especially if you want to keep the negative, yeah. because the negative side on black and white you could scan, and, of course, the color side, uh, the negative, the color negative, you could reclaim mm-hmm. uh, bleach. You, by bleaching it. Uh, but you can go to filmwasters.com. They have a great video. The guys are in their kitchen, and they actually reclaim their, their negative for the Polaroid pack film. Oh, yeah, cool. I love that guy on Film Wasters. Yeah, uh, I'm sure this is ready now. I'm going to check out our okay. image. Let's see. So peel it from the corner. I think that looks pretty sweet. Oh, look at that. Looks good. Yeah, looks great. Pretty well exposed. Flash looks good. I mean, and That's it's, even. you know, when Mike says grainy, it's, it's pretty good considering it's 3,000. Yeah. yeah, the negative is much grainier. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. The negative it, uh, scans a much grinder looking uh, image. Now, I mean, as of right now, I have the negative, and because the negative is fresh, it's, it's wet, I'm holding it in my hand, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking for it. I'll put it over here. You've got to find like, a table to put this stuff out of the way. So we're giving away a Color Pack 2 camera, uh, a super shooter, and I'm sure by the time that the 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 uh, the uh, the uh, the packtastic giveaway thank you Mary. the packtastic uh, podcastic giveaway podcast happens who knows maybe a few more cameras will drift in so i'm sure there will be there will be yeah. more than one winner uh, and uh, so send your entries in all i need is your name your address a little bit about yourself um, uh, to of course film photography podcast at gmail.com yo and uh, we'll put you in the drawing, and then on July 1st, we'll, we'll pick a winner. Uh, while we're talking about pack film, I have uh, another camera. These are the handy-capable cameras. I have a number of handy-capable cameras here in the yes. studios. And these are cameras that are either given to us or uh, they're acquired. Sometimes I you know, have a trigger finger on eBay. It'll be late at night. And I'll see something like like this sad yeah. camera I have in my hand. Competitive bidding. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I, uh, this was in a, very inexpensive of me to pick up because I was a little curious because it said Polaroid Countdown 70 camera, the camera that has a built-in timer. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Now, unfortunately, and, it's, and it also said, because when I bid on an auction, I always look for, this was my camera. Right. You know, I'm, this is a camera from my collection. I raised it since it was a puppy. Yes. I'm always looking for people who actually own the camera rather than someone who bought it from an estate sale who knows nothing about it. And this goes for, of course, any vintage camera you buy on eBay. This camera, when I received it, in its sad, sad shape, the back is all, it's, it's all... Looks like you picked it up off the highway, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really sad looking. And the biggest surprise of all, because you always get these surprises, is that you open the camera, which, by the, by the way, the front case doesn't match the actual camera body. Oh, geez. Uh, and it's not a Countdown 70. What? Uh, it's a, a Polaroid Automatic 225. Oh. So well. there's no timer to be found. And then to add insult to injury, the body it actually has a crack in the world. 
Oh, geez, all the way through. There's a crack in the body right here. Now, I'm going to test this camera right now before okay. I offer it. Uh, I think I'm going to start to thread on Flickr. Okay. So I encourage, uh, we're not going to do this as a contest. I'm going to go to Flickr.com. Well, we are. Uh, okay. Flickr.com contest. The Flickr. Yeah, where you join the Film Photography Podcast group, and um, there'll be a thread there. Uh, and I'll offer this camera up, and I'll take all the entries, and I'll, I'll, I'll draw the winner that very day. Right. We'll decide the date in a second. Let's see if the okay. camera even works yeah. first. Um, you might not want to give it away. Well, you might. No, I'm giving you this away. You can probably fix that. <laughs> you can probably fix that. It's not no. staying in FPP can, Studios yeah. that much longer. Yeah. No, it, I'm thinking if that if that crack causes a light leak, you know, you could put some electrical oh, tape absolutely. over that. You know? Absolutely. You know, uh, first time looking at a pack camera, if you've never used, I'm going to encourage folks who've never shot with a, a folder yeah. to, to, to try to win this. If you right. already own two or three, I do not suggest you try to. No. This is a starter. Yeah. This is, oh, yeah. This is your training wheels. Yeah. This is to wet your whistle yeah. to getting to like, oh, I really like this. And then you could go and if buy you, a much better yeah. one. If you're really curious and yeah. you could potentially not like pack film at yeah. all, maybe this is for you. The first question, of course, when you open up one of these folders is, well, how the heck do you get pull out the lens so that the bellows appear? Bellows. Bellows. You got to, um, there is an instruction booklet in here from, the, it says the countdown 70. I'm sure the instructions <laughs> are very similar. But the first thing is, you know, Polaroid, in their infinite wisdom, they numbered this system. Yep. Oh, yeah. So you look at the number one. Number, number one. one. And uh, you kind of just, uh, there's a tab, and you just press okay. gently up. And it's, got an up it's got an arrow for it's you. It's got an yeah. up arrow. Okay. And once you press up, then you could pull the bellows out. You actually yeah. hear it because of all the crustaceans. Creak, 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 Yeah, it's crinkly. How about light leaks? Are there any light leaks you uh, see? This does not appear to have any light leaks. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's a little dusty. Uh, un oh, there could be a little... Leak there. See that little... Yeah. Could I'm be. We it. don't know. Unlike the inc some inconsiderate eBay sellers who don't even bother to take a dust rack to some of the stuff. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it would have it took five minutes. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to clean this up before I put it into someone else's hands. Right. Uh, this has the original stock... Battery holder. Uh, yeah. Okay. This has a st the stock three-volt battery in it. Right. That came with the camera, so I'm not yeah. sure if it's juiced up. I'm going to guess it is. Okay. The battery compartment's on the left-hand side. There's no corrosion on this camera at all, which is a great thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to set it for 100-speed film. you put color in there, huh? I'm going to put color in here, yeah. Y you're okay. going to dry fire it to make sure the shutter's working? Oh, I did that already. Uh, it's good? Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Right. And I'm also going to use, uh, this is not part of the giveaway. This is from my personal collection, an original uh, Polaroid uh, 268 flash. You can get these for pennies on eBay. It's pretty snazzy. Yeah, it's very pretty. It's tested. Yes. It works. Uh, always make sure, you, once again, you ask the, the seller, this particular flash, you'll get the blue-green on the outside. You'll see it. All right. It'll bleed right through the metal if it's corroded. Mm. This one was clean. This uses what's known as M3 bulbs. Here's a, sounds dangerous. Here's a vintage package. Look at that picture. <laughs> oh, man, oh, that's that classic. That tasty. Classic. This is um, Fujifilm FP100C. Okay. Right now, the only existing film. This cost a buck thirty-three. Well, it did back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't think it's a buck thirty-three now. Yeah, now well, it's forty bucks. You gents know, does the Impossible Project sell any uh, older, expired Polaroid film for pack cameras? Oh yes, most definitely. Uh, I have a pack right here, actually, that I picked up back uh, when we did the um, photo walk. What's it and, called? Uh, well, I have the triple dip. Uh, let's see. There is a blue film. A uh, 
monochrome film and a chocolate film. Oh, oh sepia is the yeah, monochrome. Yeah, sepia. And uh, they're all uh, 100 speed, actually. And... No, yeah. the, the CPU is 1,500 speed. Oh, yeah, CPU. It, and the ISO is right on the bottom of the box. So if you have so. 1,500 speed film, it's a split. Do you shoot it at 100 or do you shoot it at 3,000? I would sh- I would guess 3,000. I would guess yeah. 100. I would say oh, yeah. I would say if you're in a low-light situation, shoot it, at, uh, shoot it at 100, but keep it, uh, yeah. You know, many, many times I'm talking about pack film, I say there are two types of film, FP100C, the color, uh, FP3000B, the black and white. But the fact of the matter is, I say that uh, simply because I don't want to confuse people. Right. Yeah. There's just so much confusion about which film to use. Yeah. Once you get into it and you start shooting film, you can go to a place like the Impossible Project where they still stock some of the older Polaroid film right. that's expired. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you get a pretty good price on it. Yeah. So. Right. It's expired 09, I think. Uh, yeah, I think these are expired 09. Yeah, 10, 2009, 4, 2009. And the yeah. film looks good. I mean, it's pretty sharp oh, yeah. stuff. I'm going to, um, this is, I don't want anybody to get mad at me if I said on this camera. This is, you know, this is a starter camera only. It's a little, yeah. you oh, know, yeah. some issues here. How the rollers, they, yeah. they good? Rollers seem okay. Pull something through it. It's <laughs> a little gunky inside. This is the most uh, daring uh, experiment I've done Ooh. on the FPP so okay. far. Just give it the old college try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Load this up. Get the, try to get this black card out. Black paper. Okay. Looks good. Nice. Good. We'll put on the stock Polaroid flash. You gonna keep it blue or are you gonna let it? I'll keep it blue. All right. Okay. That's a flash guard. Keeps glass from flying into people's faces. Right. Much <laughs> like Joe Callback's helmet. Yes. My shrapnel senses are tingling. <laughs> and uh, it's a rangefinder camera. So when you look through the, there's an eyepiece, and then to the left of the eyepiece, there's uh, uh, another eyepiece that says focus. And basically, you have two images, and you want them to the ghost yeah. images. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. called rangefinder, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. We should talk about rangefinders at some point. Okay. Okay, hold you guys. One, two, three. Ooh, he, little, he had a little bit of smoke there on that flash. Yeah, I know. Shoot it out, burn your friends. Oh. Don't ruin your Crap. soundboard, Mike. So this old clunker, oh, this Betsy here. <laughs> what? Betsy. Aunt Linda? <laughs> yeah. No, not Aunt Linda. Not Aunt Linda? Okay. I mean, uh, this fired. <laughs> yeah. It fired. Let's see if it works. It's the same principles as the last, as the pack, as the color pack, too. All all pack cameras are pretty much the same, yeah. Okay. This is the underdog camera. And this camera, when we do this giveaway, it's really for someone out there who has uh, understanding of some camera that's, that's, you know, beat up. Oh, yeah. This camera's been through some rough times. It's clearly been in a, a... shitty closet yeah. <laughs> for many years i'm very excited to find out uh, if uh, it's going to work when appeal the, the image it, in a second it needs to just go through a little rehab did you hear the rumor that uh that if you leave the bellows open that it actually drains on the battery anybody hear i that? hadn't heard about that no huh. i always close the bellows if you're not using it i just close it because it's more convenient anyway yeah, yeah. It's designed to fold up and store away easily. One of the questions that are asked uh, on the internet is, can you use an electronic flash with a Polaroid? These are considered 100 series cameras. Yes, Mm -hmm. the LAN cameras. Yeah, Yeah. the Polaroid LAN cameras, the folders as they call them. You got the Polaroid LAN 100 through 450. There are a lot of different models. If if you're just starting out, go with the cheap, I'd say, go with the cheapest one you can find. Yeah, get a beater. Get, get a beater. Thank you. We should call these beaters. Yeah, beaters, yeah. lemons, whatever. Yeah, yeah. get a beater because yeah. then you can just see. Get if a you- Yugo. <laughs> yeah, if you even like it, because if you like it, then you can get the Rolls Royce, which is the 450. Oh, yeah. yeah. The 100. 100. 
these uh, have um, much uh, much better lenses. They have glass lenses as opposed right. to plastic lenses. I got uh, 230 with a glass lens in it. There are quite a few yeah. models. If you uh, do a Google search, you'll find uh, the Land List online. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, the Google. Uh, also, Moomin Sean. He yeah. is. Uh, do you, you don't know about Moomin Sean? Sean? No. No. You know about Sean? Yeah. Yeah. I know we've talked about him before. Yeah. Moomin Sean's on Broadway. Uh, you got Nate from Option 8, who actually sells oh, yeah. cameras. Nate was the one who sold me the battery-draining camera at first. Oh, I really? told him about it. We tried troubleshooting a bit. He just had me send the camera back to him, sent me a new camera. Is that and right? that's the one that, yeah, he's a great guy. The, mis- the, the big secret is that, you know, can't, if you have a flash with a PC cord, all you have to do is, is plug the PC cord into the, the side, side of the socket. Yep. Make sure it gets in there good. PC sockets are notorious for uh, fall, falling out of place, yeah. bad connections. It's really the worst system ever, but it's, it's just because it's been around for so, so long. Right. I now have an electronic flash jammed into the side of this camera, this beater. Now I'm going to try to shoot these guys using the electronic flash. A little okay. off-camera flash action. One, two, three. Ooh, that shutter seemed to stay open quite a while. Hmm. Get a little flash blur. Maybe. Well, it worked. And one of the questions online was, you know, will this fry the electronics in my camera? Uh, and the responses are nebulous. Right. And, and, and the, the answer is maybe. You, you can't be sure. Right. Uh, I think, in general, the newer the camera, especially if it's a digital camera. You don't want to put old flashes on, or on right. digital cameras. No, no, but you right. can put old flashes on an old film camera. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. It, it's not really... Um, it, the, real, the only problems you run into with like digital cameras and, and newer, newer film cameras is you don't want to put a super, super old uh, flash on there just because... Uh, and it's ones that mount to the hot shoe. That's the yeah. only problem. That's is a lot of... It's, those were made at higher voltages just because they hadn't invented um, a transistor that could put out yeah. less voltage into the camera. Mm-hmm. And most film cameras are meant to, to take older, older flashes. Right. Now, uh, we're going to now see if this uh, beater even works. It's exciting. Great! Oh, my God. Look, Look at that. Yeah. Looks like a land camera. No light leaks. No. Nothing. I mean, we would need to take it outside to see if about the light. I leaks. guess. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, but uh, that's good here. You know, seriously, great camera, great starter camera. Yeah. Mm. And I have to tell you secretly, I, I I get a thrill out of using beater cameras because there's a certain greatness about using a camera that's so beat down looking. First of all, right. If you buy it inexpensively or it's given to you, you just keep it with you all the time. You know, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You're not going to care about it. You're not it. worried about it. You yeah. dangle it off off your body on a strap. You, you, know do, I mean? you do daring things you would never do with an expensive camera. Yeah. It's got yeah. character, too. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So, like, uh, I bought a, a guitar once that, ha- that had fallen off the little hook up there okay. and banged into an amplifier, got some paint peeling off of it because of it had to sell it used it was i love it it's got character to it let's uh peel our second one sure it's ready i think so okay yeah why not now this is with the electronic flash okay. and this is fun because you're absolutely right there was a there was a lag oh my gosh you ah. can see the shadows where they match and where they nice. yeah Let me yeah see that. the shutter stayed open longer than the flash yeah because it's on the first curtain it's not, it's not synced yeah. on the second uh shutter curtain yeah doing a little transfer action a little transfer Ooh. action here on the show notes so we don't have we have no <laughs> idea what's going on now show notes baby so uh, I'm going to start a Flickr thread uh, yes. called FPP Beaters. Sounds good. Okay. Right? I'll put instructions in there that no one's to post in that thread. It's strictly for seeing what the new post is of the beater yeah. that's available. 
Yeah. And to send an email to us at filmphotographypodcast at gmail.com. Yo. I'll continually update that thread. So I highly encourage folks to join Flickr.com. It's free. Find our group, the Film Photography Podcast group, and to join that group. And then daily, just check into the threads. Yeah. And I'll give like 24-hour period where someone could, could write in to try to win that camera. And then the next day, I'll pull the winner. Great. Yeah. That's, uh, and and runner-up gets a pair of egg beaters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> egg beaters. We have our big pack giveaway that we're giving away on the show. Send it's packtastic. <laughs> Send an email. We're going to be drawing it on July 1st. Eyeball the Flickr group threads for uh, some uh, Polaroid pack camera beater cameras. These yeah. are cameras that have been beat down by their owners, and they're now available to you. And, you know, I'm testing these things. I mean, I'm making sure the shutter works. There's no guarantee. Yeah. So if it doesn't work, don't be like, hey, man, my camera didn't work. Yeah, don't hate. Hey, it's free. Yeah, don't hate. (laughs) And uh, we'll be right back. back. We're going to read a few letters. Mail's in. Matt, would you like to read a letter? Sure. This is from our good friend, Tony Kwong. Oh, Tony Kwong, yeah. Title FPP Breakfast Time. (laughs) Quick miscellaneous notes. Quisp and Quake was from the Quaker Oats Company. I have not bought Quisp in a long time, and it's hard to find a lot of local stores that carry it, but in the past, it was available online from Quaker and through Super Target stores. Yeah, I I, uh, used to buy Quisp online. We uh, accidentally mentioned that... uh, Crisp and Quake were from uh, General Mills. Oh, jeez! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, you know, it's so great that we have listeners that just keep us up to keep us up on these things. I, I totally appreciate that. It's great. Dan's going to read a letter. Okay. Ooh, scanning software. Okay. Hey guys, I'm listening to your November 19th episode, and you are talking about scanning. I use an Epson 4870, and I hate the Epson software. And Silverfast is nice, but pricey to upgrade. I found a solution. Hamrick.com, view scan. It's awesome. It's not as pretty as Silverfast, but has all the functionality. Better yet, you can run pretty much any scanner without extra drivers. So you can use an old scanner that you lost the disk for and just use it. It's $39.95 or $79.95 for lifetime upgrades. I was not paid to say this. I just love the program. So he, he bought yeah. new software for his existing scanner. Yes. ViewScan. ViewScan. I have ViewScan. I have all three software programs that he's mentioned. Actually. What do you have, the V700? I have the Epson V700. Uh, for a while, I was using the Epson Scan software. Um, then I tried out ViewScan. And um, because the Epson V700 came with an addition of Silverfast, I used that some. And just my personal preference, I tend to stick with Silverfast now. Is that right? Yeah. I use the Epson stock. Yeah. 
that came with the stock software. I found that uh, I had to do a little bit more adjusting on the colors. Is that right? To uh, to get a, a good scan than I do with uh, Silverfast. But I, I say whatever works. Definitely um, uh, view scan by Hamrick Software, hamrick.com. Yes. H-A-M-R-I-C-K. Uh, uh, it's good. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Tyler. Uh, before we move forward, you know, I forgot, I have to back up a second. When we talk about pack cameras and, and cameras in general, vintage cameras, I forgot to mention a remarkable product that I bought on Amazon.com. Deoxit D100. Does that take care of your acne? <laughs> <laughs> Many times I've had problems with older flash units, like the Polaroid flash units, Kodak Browning flash units. I'd clean it up, there'd be no corrosion, yet they would still not fire. Mm. And I did a little research online, and I found out that uh, the basically the metal can become oxidized, yep. and it creates mm. a layer so that your battery's not making contact to the metal and won't fire. So I went to, of all places, Amazon.com, who carries everything. Yes. And I purchased this Deoxit D100. And since I purchased this, everything that I've applied it to now works. Huh. That's it, great. Yeah. Uh, you, it, it's great. It comes in a little can with one of these, what do you call these things? Uh, extenders, I would say. It's sort of like your air guns. They have a little yeah. red. Yeah, just a little extension hose. Yeah. A little extension hose. And uh, the don't, way it's... Don't stir your coffee with it after you're no. done. It looks like a coffee stir. When, you know what we're talking about. When you press the button, it only fires one... Which is great. It oh, fires one it's not blast. Not continuous. Not continuous. That's okay. good. And when you fire the blast on your your piece of metal, you spray this on the contact. Mm-hmm. You hear a sizzling sound. So you know it's working. Yeah, like bacon. Yes, yes. It re, it re, it um, it suggests that you use two sprays. Okay. Right. And that's uh, two. I also use it on like the flash where the bulb goes. I also fire it in there. Okay. And I've had a lot of success, and I will be permanently keeping Deoxit D100 on my bench. Right. Whenever I have, especially pack cameras, I've, I've uh, and it's kind of an oily substance, I've lubricated uh, every uh, contact with this product, and I've had a much, much, much success. So how long does a can of Deoxit D100 last? I must have deoxidized about 10 cameras and still more. Still than, good? Still good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's about seven bucks. Okay. Worth Looks it. Looks like a fairly small can, but 10 cameras. So yeah. it's definitely worth it. I yeah. also bought the Evapor... Vicks bought, Evaporust? Yeah. I also <laughs> uh, bought the Evaporust. This is a super safe rust... Super safe. Rust remover. Uh-huh. Yeah, it does not remove uh, uh, flesh from bone. Okay. It, it does That's n- helpful. Yeah. It does not harm plastic. So this is safe to use on my flesh camera. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the uh, Dan's camera that he reskinned with human flesh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know, Dan. <laughs> if you go on YouTube and you type in Evaporust, E-V-A-P-O-Rust, there's uh, their stock commercial. And you see people putting their hands in it. I, I, don't, I still don't know about that. But you know, yeah. It's not like an SCTV skit where you put your hands in and com- bones come out. <laughs> like poltergeists where yeah. the guy's like... Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. And stir it with a spoon, nothing comes uh, out. They're yeah. dropping a whole engine into this, and their claim is that in 30 minutes, the rust will be removed. Uh, I have not tested it. I have not tested this product. So uh, if you want, just you know, stand by for future uh, FPP. Uh, there are a lot of pack cameras, by the way. The hinges and the where the rollers are are mm. rusted out. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be a worthy experiment to actually drop a set of rollers into it. Ooh. And, yeah. uh, and see if it uh, still 
uh, rolls is nice because yeah. then you know theoretically a layer will be missing you might not no it says does not harm it says does not does not harm metal oh right i'm i'm saying though that when when something rusts uh, part of that metal is converted to rust and thus uh, you're going to lose uh, some of the diameter of the rollers just oh. due to the fact that it's oxidized i would assume right? polaroid consumer cameras aren't to the exact measurements of nanometers so maybe right. maybe paper yeah. going through it's gonna be good yeah. <laughs> we're moving on to the uh fuji instax mini 50s camera i heard about this camera last year oh, yeah. mostly because of its uh sexiness oh yeah i saw an, I, I what, saw an ad where'd you see the ad mike online uh what site uh i saw a thread that linked to the fuji website oh and okay. it's a piano black, very slim, sleek Instax camera. Looks good. It doesn't have the chunkiness. No, the 210 right. is, is a little bulky sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It, it looks all bubbly and round. This looks nice and sleek. Uh, of course, the American version, the Polaroid 300, is also mm-hmm. bulbous. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, I'll put a pack in, a Fuji okay. Instax mini film. And there's a little door on the back. Yes, Not- there is. Now I'm going to eject the black slide by hitting okay. the uh, shutter button. Okay. So you have to take a fake picture. Now, unlike the uh, other Mini or the Polaroid 300, when you press the, the shutter button to eject the slide, it does not fire the flash. Huh. Okay, that's nice. That's strange. Now, a great thing about this camera, unlike the Polaroid 300 or the Instax Mini, is that... Um, well, I don't have an Instax Mini, so you guys can tell oh. me if I'm making a mistake or not. Uh, you could press the button so that the flash always fires. Okay. Mm-hmm. You could uh, adjust the uh, distance, like there's a little a picture in it. You see mountains, right? Yep. For for far away. <laughs> Focus. Uh, then just when nothing appears, you're you're re- ready to go. You have a self timer on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course you have a dark lighten button. Okay. I've never used the self timer. Let's see what this even does. Hmm. I don't hear any countdown. No, I'm not, I'm not seeing any kind of countdown. There, there we go. It's going. Oh, oh it's going. Yeah. It's going. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think you got the side of my face with that one. I think you got the mic stand. Oh, look at that. How long do they uh, normally take to develop? I don't know. We're gonna time it out. That's rather. Now, the thing about all of these Fuji Instax mini cameras, these instant film cameras, is the eyepiece is not great judge. I mean, you could you could frame yeah. up your shot, but I always find that you need to get in much closer. Always. Okay. You yes. know, it kind of just, it, you know, you, you're framing a shot, and then when you uh-huh. take the shot, it's it's way far away. It's very so, wide, yes. And also, it's wide real close to Dan. Okay. Looks like the mic oh. stand. Yep, I was right. <laughs> this camera comes, it comes with a uh, close-up filter. Oh, nice. Which, by the way, is so easy to lose. How close <laughs> can you get with the close-up filter? Uh, it's designed to handhold, handhold oh, to yeah. get what I call oh. your MySpace. MySpace. Yeah. Uh, in front of the bathroom yeah. mirror. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do not have it on. Let's see if it's even going to be in focus. Probably not. <laughs> you might be able to get it there, yeah. Yeah, I have pretty long arms. Man, I love the color on, on these Fuji Instax this images. is the closest thing to original it Polaroid. Is. It is. I don't and even call it Fuji. I just call it Polaroid. You know, yeah. Because yeah. it is. I took this camera to Tampa on my trip. Right. For the FPP uh, uh, special edition podcast. Down to see the track man. Down to see the track man. Hey. <laughs> Do your best track man. Hey. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of track man. Can, can you call him? You can dial him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the track man? Yeah. <laughs> hey man, you're on the film photography podcast. Again. I know, I listen to it. I'm a, I'm a big hit. <laughs> no, you're on now. Oh, I'm on right now? 
That's right. Right now. Right now. You're on the air. That's because I'm a big hit. That's right. That's because I'm a big hit. <laughs> Back by popular demand, the track man. So modest. That's right. I'm here with, uh, I'm in the studio right now with Matt Mirage. Okay. Do you know who he is? Uh, sure. <laughs> Listen to more podcasts. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Of course I know who he is. There we go. And uh, FPP filling in for John Fideli, Dan Domi. Hey. Dan Domi. There is no filling in for John Fideli, but I'm sure Dan will do a good job. Oh, very good. Thank you. And uh, we're just uh, talking about the Fuji Instax uh, camera. Remember that little black camera I brought down? Yeah. Yeah. It was the bomb. It was, right? Yeah. What's new on Trackman land? Oh, uh, nothing. Uh, We're uh, just plugging along over here. The I'm uh, working today at uh, the public access station. Are you uh, shooting with the uh, Ansco Pioneer 616 camera today? Uh, that's uh, exactly what I'm doing. How did you know? <laughs> I just took a guess. Yeah. Any advice for people out there shooting? Be very patient and uh, never give up on film. There you go. There you go. Wise never words. give up. Yeah. That's very, very wise advice coming from the track man. That's right. Where's the voice from the track man? That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, just checking in to say hey. Hey. All right. Well, <laughs> we're going to talk to you soon. You have a good podcast. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks, track man. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye. Adios. I brought the uh, this uh, Fuji camera down uh, when I saw the TrackMan, and I, I had it in my bag at all times. And for instant photography, as you can see, this matte shot. <laughs> now, because I, I, I shot Dan from the hip, you have the light in the background. We're all heavily backlit Back today. Up, we got some lens flare. Yeah, we got a lot of lens flare. Everyone down in Tampa was calling us Polaroid. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it just is. Yeah, it just it, is. It's so Polaroid. It just is Polaroid. The colors on this camera, of course, the film... Um, is of of what I call the original Polaroid nature. I mean, that's that's colorful, vibrant. Yeah, this is like uh, unreal. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a great great shot. I I just love the the form factor of it. It's like you said, business card size. Yeah, yeah. But it's still got so much color. So much. You sharpness. could probably get one of those business card holders and just uh, or or an Altoids tin. You know, and just stick them in there. So this one. Matt is taking an Instax Polaroid. A very relaxed. Hey. He looks constipated. (laughs) (laughs) I think let's get get one of Dan here. What you do is you look through the eyepiece, but then you get much closer. There we go. Oh, now we're shooting without the close-up filter because I temporarily lost it. It's probably in the box. Temporary. I think we're doing pretty good without it. Yeah. Yeah. But this is this camera's sweetness. Of course, this camera is a little bit more money than the uh, regular. Instax Mini. It yeah. is. And it's a little bit more money than the Polaroid 300. It's a really nice looking camera. And of course, if, if the business size isn't big enough for you folks out there, there's, uh, you know. 210, the right? 210. I happen to have uh, oh. the 100. Whoa. Have you seen this? I have yes. not seen that. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. We brought this here. out last time, right? Yeah, when, yeah. when me and Lauren were here. Yeah. So. yeah. I've not seen that. That's it's uh, a monster. It's a beast. Yeah, it's a beast. It's, it's really light, though. Yeah. It's like almost as big as my Kiev. And this produces film that's uh, very similar yeah. to the yeah, it's old. Got, it's got a landscape kind of look yeah. to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A little panoramic. You could uh, turn yeah. it on if you want, Dan. Yeah, take a oh. picture. Uh, power. Yeah, take a picture. <laughs> oh. Whoa, look at how far that thing is. Yeah, you get a shot of the mat here. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Move my microphone real quick. Okay. What are we doing? We're just singing, I guess. Singing? Bon Jovi style. As uh, John oh. Fidelli would say, <laughs> Bob Hope purrs like a Wolverine. <laughs> the problem many times, of course, with uh, these. That's that's uh, going to be my new uh, like power ballad, purrs like a Wolverine. Nice. So what can I say? These cameras are a lot of fun. They're fantastic. Uh, you want to really get a lot of uh, oohs and ahs, bring them to, bring them to your family's The house. Piano Black, yeah. I would say, is the party camera. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Just going to a party. You want you want to take everybody's picture. Just it's something you can put in your put in your yeah. little front pocket. But right. hopefully you're not wearing a shirt with a front pocket after you're at a cool party. Right. But <laughs> put it in your wallet. Do something with it. Yeah. Yeah. Very it's cool. so sleek. You could probably just show up at the Playboy Mansion and just flash that, and you know, get free admittance. I'll, I'll take it the next time I'm going, Dan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do, do that and. and Report back to us. It's we'll have fu- to. It's funny because these shots look very Lomo-esque, which actually is kind of funny because a lot of the Lomo cameras from Lomography actually have a... a, a oh, instant back. Yeah. yeah. A, a, and uh, it takes the mini S. Yes. yes. Yeah. The Fuji Instax mini back. I think you can, you can definitely get one for the Diana. Yep. Mm-hmm. The LCA? Yeah. And the oh, LCA. Yeah. LCA. Yeah. 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 He was showing us the uh, LCA back uh, when we were doing the... And they specifically designed it so you can take your multiple exposures or whatever you need to do. And then you press it it when you want it to process. So you can do, you know, not just one exposure, two, three, four sometimes. And then process it. It's great. Amazing. I kind of like the wide format a little bit more. It reminds me more of the Spectra cameras that I love. It's very um, close to but spectrum. this this uh, this Polaroid is fantastic. Yeah, I mean you're you're doing exactly what the folks in Florida were doing. You're like, yeah. you're like hey, you know what? This is a fan. <laughs> yeah. You're like this is a fantastic That's Polaroid. A calendar picture there, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a fantastic Polaroid. Yeah. Uh, the sad thing. This is the sad news about this whole affair of the mini oh. of the 100, which is now the new camera is the uh, the uh, 200 uh, the 250. Is it called? The new camera? Yeah, the, I think so. Is that... Oh, the 210. Two, 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 no, 250? The 210, I think, is the one you can buy on, like, Freestyle or whatever. Freestyle! Here's the sad news. You know, because I was out and about in Tampa... All right. ...mingling with regular people, not film fanatics. Like you do? Yeah. No one knew what this stuff was. No, th- there's... Th- nobody knows. Yeah. And I will tell yeah. you why no one knows. I mean, jeez, Matt, you think someone would ask my advice? <laughs> I think you're selling quite a bit of Fuji film here, Mike. <laughs> Let's put out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. They need some TV ads. They There's do. no cable TV, TV ads. No. There's no cable no. TV package. Think of Polaroid in its heyday. James Garner. The co- I mean, they beat you over the head with commercials. With Polaroid's one step, you just press one button, a motor hands you the picture, and the sharp, brilliant color develops in minutes. Or even- James Garner personally would beat you over the head. <laughs> Uh, no one knows that the, this exists. No, I yeah. think I think t- right now with with retro coming back the way it has, if we yeah. if if Fuji made uh, like the old Polaroid commercials because there were so many like with famous actors yeah. and stuff in the eighties like uh, Hugh Laurie who, who right. was yeah. a house yeah. he did a bunch of Polaroid commercials in the did late eighties early nineties oh, yeah. yeah I didn't just hilarious that. commercials huh. if if they brought that thing kind of back but with Fuji Instax they would they'd be making a fortune over here they should have Hugh Laurie do them again. <laughs> that I I would be all for it, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's getting better. I mean, Fuji Instax film you can buy in some stores here and there, yeah. yeah. But yeah. It's, it's not like it's not like if you can buy it at one retail chain, you can expect it across the whole spectrum. Yeah. Like, um, like sometimes I come into a pharmacy and I, I I can find it, but it's not every time I go into a CVS will I be able to right. find it. So I uh, ran out of Instax film in Florida and I panicked. I was like, oh, uh-huh. what am I gonna do? I went into the uh, Urban Outfitters. And I, I played nice. You lost was, your shirt. Oh, I, 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 I don't want to say I stormed out. I didn't storm out. But I, I refused to pay double. Uh, it was $30. You courteously abstained. It was $30 okay. for a twin pack of uh, Fuji Instax movie Ooh. film. Ooh. Outrageous. That's a $15 item. Retail. So <laughs> I, uh, a, a co- thankfully, a coconut fell on my head. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, how stupid of me. 
uh, Polaroid 300 film is in Target. Target, yeah. yeah. Target. I went to they're, Target. They're the only store that you can count on them having it. Yeah. So. Right. They had Polaroid 300 film, which is the same exact as Instax Mini. It was uh, $9.99 for uh, 10 shots. There you go. You'd be dead, though, if a coconut fell on your head. You think? Oh, yeah. Coconuts uh, kill a lot of people only, each year. Only Dan would say that. Yeah. Ser- I, I, it, seriously. I think, uh, what was it? How, the distance matter? Uh, yeah, if it reaches terminal, terminal velocity. velocity. Yeah. Yeah. T- what is terminal velocity? Uh, that's the speed at which uh, the maximum speed you can attain you by can falling. Ac- you can accelerate, too, from yeah. gravity. Yeah. If I'm on the top of the Empire State <laughs> Building, <laughs> it's quite a yeah. question, and I throw a, a coconut off, you're saying it, it gets to a certain speed, yeah. and that's it. It that's remains the velocity. that speed. It remains yeah, because that speed. there's the counteracting forces of uh, gravity is going to accelerate it, but then wind resistance is going to decelerate it. And sort of neutral and neutralizes out, and you get like maximum speed. You learn something here every time. Yeah. How? Yeah. Uh, what is the the length like from a treetop? Is that, when does it uh, achieve? Uh, well, it depends you, on. You would the, not the achieve the terminal velocity from from like ten branch. feet from ten no, feet up. Probably no. not from a coconut. It, but it's so hard, it'll just crush your head. Mm, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Dan, come on. Let's do the math. 9.8 meters per second squared. Okay. Come okay. on. Come on. Let's do it. We're going to take a quick <laughs> break, and we're going to be back with some fun stuff. Hang on. i got to integrate under the curve. Hang on. <laughs> hey, it's Mike Rosso, and I'm here to tell you about the Pink Delicates and their full-length album, Who Stole the Quiet Day? You've heard lots of cuts here on the podcast, and you can check out their full-length album by going to cdbaby.com and searching pink delegates their music is right there ready for download purchase or buy the cd check out the pink delegates who stole the quiet day hey we're back let's uh let's really mix things up let's get wild here let's shuffle it okay. up Mike. let me read a letter uh, about uh, book of the month Ooh, a letter about book of the we month. we should do okay can we do like a three-part harmony book of the month? <laughs> Did you hear the one last time? Yeah, we've yeah we, we got it going. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you want to do a three-part harmony? Yeah. Like, okay. You know you know how the Three Stooges used to do it? like hello hello hello. Okay, Dan, okay. you lead. Book of the month. Book of the month. Book of the month. <laughs> okay. Well, I have a letter here suggesting a book of the month, but you know what? Before that, let me talk about my book of the month. I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know spearhead the book of the month this month. Okay, you don't mind, right. do you? No, no, go no, for sure, it. go. It's none other than the uh, blur book by Darren Pancho It's called Blackpool Blurred. Blackpool Blurred. Yes. And uh, you open it up, and it's uh, it's a square book. I like mm-hmm. it already. Yeah. yeah. Pancho does a, a uh, intro. He says, I never liked Blackpool much. Blackpool, by the way, is a uh, city in uh, England. Oh, okay. England. Yeah. I probably loved it as a kid when it was full of promise and adventure, but that soon wore off. Huh. The adventure only lasted for a few minutes when you were on a fairground ride. And the promises never materialized as the exorbitant prices of everything soon put a strain on my dad's wallet. Ah. However, now that I'm older, 
I've grown to appreciate it once more. Seeing Blackpool through the viewfinder of my Holga is a different experience to seeing it through my own eyes. It becomes more dreamlike. The tower becomes a beacon in the distance rather than, than a tacky attempt at stealing Gus Gustav's Eiffel Thunder. Fading signs take on a certain charm, and at a time of year I took the photos, winter, a melancholic air pervades the whole town. So these are uh, Pancho's black and white it's, Holga it's, uh, images of what I suspect is a tourist town. Like Almost summer. like a Coney Island yeah. kind of place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look at this. Yeah, yeah. He, he's really good with the Holga, especially if he runs some black and white through yeah. there. This is a black and white book, and if you go to blurb.com, you uh, type in uh, Darren Riley, D A R R E N R I L E Y, and uh, you will come up with the book. Here's some color right. images. Oh there yeah, go. yeah, definitely good. The this is a book of very dreamy uh, images. Uh, here's a. Four to a page. Wonder if those <laughs> were negative or uh, cross-processed. They look cross-processed. Yeah. I don't know. These are questions we'd have to send uh, to yeah. uh, Pancho. You know, uh, it, it would be nice to have this information in the book, but I think I think it would book, take away from the yeah, book. Yeah, it, it would. It would take away from. It's just here are the images. Right. Take it from, yes. Love it as it is. You know. I think he did a pretty good job of uh, describing the aesthetic prior to showing the images. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, this book would be, uh, I guess, about eight pounds uh, if you were in the U.K. This is yeah. from the U.K. And, of course, uh, our dollar has uh, failed here over in the U.S., uh, so unfortunately, we're going to pay double if you're in the U.S. Oh. So, but, uh, hey, I'd say it's worth it. Yeah, I'm all for supporting uh, Pancho. Definitely. You know uh, any uh, extra funds he has, he may be uh, put into a Pancho ballad and the... Uh, Benditos. Bandi- Benditos. Benditos, yeah. So. Buy them all some new... Uh, yeah. Some, <laughs> some new sombreros. Some new sombreros. But he had proved he was strong in hearts. It's not always winning, but taking part. The crowd, they were cheering the crowd, they were calling his name. He's the hero of La Lucha, hero of La Lucha, hero of La Lucha Libre. Oh, Lucha, Lucha Libre, Lucha, Lucha Libre. Before I warned, it, it is a pretty petite book. It is. Know? So Was so, it six by six? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't have my rule. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's definitely quality, but don't expect, you know, some book like uh, eight by ten hardbound. Well, I guess you could order it hardbound if you wanted to. Being there might blurb. be options up there. Yeah. Right? Blurb hardbound books, I mean, he has it at a pretty pretty reasonable price point. Blurb yeah. books can get really pricey really fast with very little very little going back to the, the artists themselves. Oh, yeah. So, Tell me about it. I, yeah. I finished uh, my Photo 365 project, and uh, ordering those last four books uh, was a real toll on the wallet. Right. 
So, Dan, you actually take your photography, uh, a year's worth of photography, and you self-publish a book as an album for yourself, or do you offer yeah, it to the general just, public? Just as uh, an album for me. For your shelf. Yeah, for my shelf. I want I wanted to uh, give myself a goal to, to shoot towards, you know. And last time you were here, which was almost a year ago. Yeah. It was, I think it was June. More than a year ago. I think it was May 2010, oh, I want to say. Then it's one year oh, ago. Oh, it is a year ago, yeah. You, at that time, you had your first self-published book? Uh, my first two, yeah. First two. And do yeah. you, did you use Blurb? I did use Blurb. Use Blurb to stay consistent and uh, publish the other six parts so, of the year. So since then, how, uh, how many books have you, you know? Total of eight. Eight books? Yeah. So you've had a busy year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. But it's, uh, you know, one photo a day, 365. One photo a day? Yeah. Wow. And do you put technical specs in, in text information? Um, For the most part, yes. And I think in a few pages I left it out because, unfortunately, I didn't take notes at the time. Right. But um, for the most part, I just try and at least recap the camera and the film. And right. on Flickr, I do that, like, all the time. Pretty fantastic. We do yeah. have a, a letter. Uh, Matt, maybe you want to read this. this sure. This is a, uh, from Dan... Uh, Grenier, and he has... Oh, uh, okay. Oh, you know yeah. Dan? Yeah, he's, he's uh, corresponded with me back and forth before. Aww, Just a quick that. note to let you know that I enjoyed your most recent show, Fun Stuff All Around. I really love the Book of the Month recommendations and thought I might suggest that you remind listeners that they can often find these little gems via their local public library. Mm-hmm. It's important to note that if the library does not have the title direct, they can often acquire it through their interlibrary loan period for a short period. Cost-effective, that is free, way to experience these wonderful works and a great way to support make use of local services. Anyway, I'm sure many have thought of, uh, of using the library already, but I just thought there's a lot out there who may have not. And excuse me, Michael, if you've already suggested this to listeners, my intention is to be helpful and not offensive. I think he's... I don't think it's oh, offensive. offensive. Yeah, this, this is Jeez. great so yeah. far, but um, I also wanted to make uh, my own suggestion for a book of the month. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, George Teese, uh, Seacoast Marine. Tice. Or, Tice. Oh, Tice, Tice. I'm sorry. George Tice, Seacoast Maine or uh, or Urban Landscapes, actually any of his books by George Tice. I know you, you and Dwayne have talked about Mr. Tice before. We have. But you should really uh, recommend one of his books to the group. I mean, he's the real <laughs> deal we're talking about. Yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> he's from Jersey, isn't he? Uh, I think you might be right. Let's see, there's another book he has recommended here. And it's called Night Photography, Finding Your Way in the Dark. Mm, I think I've heard of that. I think I've heard of it. And he just talks about, you know, he's on the Flickr group, pretty active. And I've had correspondence with him back and forth. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, um, coming up here, I'm I'm actually going to be talking about one of Dan's images. Is that right? So, yeah. Stay tuned for that, Dan. Oh, okay. We're probably going to probably gonna say that for next time. Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Image we're going to look at. We're going to be looking at uh, uh, FPP listeners who are in the Flickr pool. Yeah. We're going to be looking at their images. Mm-hmm. Like a spotlight on our listeners' images. Right. It's a good time to look at the pool because summer's coming up. Oh, that's true. Okay, yeah. we'll get to that. Here's a quick letter from Blair Hall. Blair won our Diana Plus camera. That yeah. was the giveaway Woo! The giveaway from Lomography, uh, the Lomography store. Uh, it says, hey, Michael, I just got back to work today where the Diana was waiting for me. Thanks again. I'll post stuff on Flickr hopefully soon. Thanks for the film as well. Those will be the first rolls I run through it. And oddly enough, it will be the first rolls of color film that I shoot since I started on the path to film enlightenment. Hmm. Also, I'd like to give back to the podcast. I'm thinking of sending along a couple of my Russian beauties. Ooh. I'll have to figure out which ones will be worthy. Oh, and to clear up the question on the podcast, I am definitely 
male. Okay. We asked okay. that question a we lot. We did. We did, yeah. Well, I, I knew a, uh, a female Blair back yeah. when I attended uh, Virginia Tech. So it's definitely a, uh, I guess, what, uh, unisex name. Yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, to clear up the uh, question from a month or so ago about sound effects. Ah. Oh, you know, oh the, here we go. The, format the controversial the issue. C41. One, two, three, forget about it. Dawson Luna Pro F. One, two, three, forget about it. K14. C41. Dawson Luna Pro F. One, two, three, forget about it. Yeah, we did receive uh, a piece of mail saying, look, you guys, enough. Stop with the sound effects. Where is it? There's quite a stack he has to go through, so. Yeah. You need to hire a filing cabinet. Yeah, I do. Just he, hire it. It only comes in on the weekends. Yeah. Well, Walks out otherwise. 99% right. of uh, folks uh, suggested we keep the show as is. This is from Libby Sharp. Uh, Libby says, hey. I've been an avid listener since the third episode and find myself anxiously awaiting the first and the 15th of every month thanks to you guys. I'm not much of a corresponder, so have never written, although I did encourage a friend who has a 35mm camera to contact you about Kodachrome during the giveaway, but I always have a great time listening to the show and always learn about something new. So, I couldn't let this episode slip by after a letter about the format without putting my two cents in regarding the format keep it the way it is and let it grow it's funny irreverent cheesy and by far the best podcast i listen to Mm, cheesy i I usually describe it to people as a bi-weekly get together with friends you've never met to cut up and talk about film photography anyway please keep up the good work if you're interested in any of my weird alt process stuff then you might check out my blog http colon forward slash forward slash zombiegirl.org forward slash life at 105 millimeter. Life at 105 millimeter. Yes. That's zombiegirl.org forward slash life at 105 millimeter. Keep up the good work. Libby Sharp. The final E is silent. Hmm. That I knew. Unbelievable. Some uh, pretty good images She's got some cool stuff. Yeah, it looks like she does some uh, alternative process printing. Large looks format. Like, yeah, 4 by 5 Yeah. Looks like Van Dyke Brown or something. Pretty something cool. Something like that. Yeah. Pretty cool. Have to uh, look into that. Hey, but she likes the sound. That's all that matters. That's right. <laughs> and uh, that was followed up by our good friend Taryn Brown. Uh, she contributed a blog recently to the podcast. Oh, fantastic. And uh, she was says... Was that the Pants and Sewn blog? Or no? That, uh, no, that was no, Chelsea. Chelsea. That was Chelsea. Okay. Yeah. Taryn Brown was one of the beta testers for the PX680 oh, the PX8. film. Oh, okay. That yeah. one. She's right. in school, isn't she? Yes. Um, uh, she says, I was excited that you guys read my letter a few months ago and even pronounced my name right. Ooh. Yay. Occasionally. Occasionally yeah. I'm good at that. Uh, also, I'm a girl. Well, I know that now. Uh, <laughs> so uh, now you guys know a little bit about more about me. And she's a little cut and paste here. Uh, I'm a graduate from the art photography program at Illinois State University. I primarily shoot medium format film and instant integral or pack film. I had to buy a digital camera a few years ago for a job that I had. Uh, when I was a student, and then she says, blah. <laughs> Every roll or pack of film, there's at least one image per roll or pack that she loves. That's yeah. great. Yeah. 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 That's what it's about. Thank you for all that you do and helping keep film photography alive. Much love, from Taryn Brown. Well, thank you That's very great. much, Taryn. It's, uh, 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 it's, you're, you're out there. Shooting Polaroid, uh, shooting so she's shooting format. everything, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, that's funny because no matter what format I shoot, if it's 36 uh, on 35 or if it's 12 on 
120 or if it's just a pack of eight impossible shots. Right. Normally, I find like one or two at least I get really good keepers out of it. Right. It's it's always consistent. You know, sometimes they'll get a few more, but uh, it, it's something about the wave film makes you slow down. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I don't shoot digital, so I'm not uh, a trigger finger. But yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's not about you know loving one, hating the other. It's just about yeah. getting out and doing what what you find you like. But it seems like more and more often we're coming across these stories that they they film rekindles their love for photography and it makes them a better photographer so why not keep shooting it absolutely really fast uh, we were talking about uh, you know books and blurb this is a magazine that i think everyone out there should know about and the the, the, the fine publishers sent me a copy which i'm thrilled oh, that's it's called nice. films mm. and grains Ooh. it's all about analog photography and i'm holding in my hand issue one february 2011 and you can go to <laughs> filmsandgrains.com and this is published by maliha manan am i pronouncing that right the publisher hmm. i'm gonna say yes maliha manan yeah yeah, yeah. and this is a quality publication did you guys get a chance to thumb through this i thumbed through that that yeah, just took looks a look. yeah. fantastic it's got some great colors in there some really cool imagery it's yeah. laid out pretty well yeah, it's very nice. And everything, of course, in here is shot on film. So I encourage everyone to go to filmsandgrains.com. Uh, Got a wide range of right. uh, different kinds of shots. Yeah. Got some toy camera shots in there. Toy camera. Yeah. I think I saw some large format, medium format. It's I know all, there all was a stuff. Polaroid in there. Yes, uh, there's a Polaroid page. Yeah, they right. on, the, on the back, they have a impo- an ad for Impossible. Yeah. So yeah. they're spreading the love. And I think I saw an ad for Lomography, too. Nice. But yeah, it, to give you an idea of the quality, I would compare it to one of the nicer, artier books that you might find at the Barnes & Noble photo section. Yeah, it's not as thick a stock, I would say. Right. But yeah. it's it's pretty solid-looking magazine. It, I, it's I would no, buy it. like, uh, American photo or whatever. whatever it's whatever not too high-gloss. Right. One of the cheaper ones, yeah. something like that. It's nice, nice quality. Shazam! Mike, what you doing? Matt, I'm looking through the, the brand-new uh, Spring 2011 Freestyle Photographic Supplies Catalog. Ooh, is there anything good in there? Freestyle! 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 Uh, I get this in the mail. It's called the Freestyle Photographic Supply Catalog. Freestyle is in Hollywood, California. Yep. Yep. And uh, they are the go-to place for anything uh, chemical, if you want chemicals, for home developing. Home developing, that's oh, yeah. where that's I go. Place. Yeah. Yep. And I put some tabs here, and I should have gotten you guys a copy so you could mark oh, your own okay. pages. I, but I made oh, some notes here, stuff I thought was interesting. Like folks out there, you know, we talked about it before, changing bags, simple changing oh, bag. Yeah. It's good. To, it's, it's great to have with you at all times. Let's say if you're shooting Holga and thirty-five or, mil, thirty-five mil, yeah, in a one-twenty camera. Beautiful uh, prints like these. Huh? Yep, look at that from yes. Sharp. From Sharp Photo. Yeah, we many times, uh, t- two occasions, I was using a Lubitel one-twenty camera, the one sixty-six. Lubitel. Yeah, you. Uh, and on the eleventh exposure, all of a sudden it got real jet, like jammy. Got, oh, okay. Eh, like. I Freaking needed, it along, yeah. Yeah, okay. you know, it, something was wrong inside. I needed a bag, and I had a bag. Um, yeah. Basically, a changing bag is a dark bag where you could put film and a camera in, and you could, uh, it's like a, a dark, a portable dark room. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't leave home without it. Yeah. 
They have a um, Arista changing bag for twenty one ninety nine, but I know Great. you can get a Sounds good. yeah. You can yeah. get a smaller one for about fifteen bucks. That's yeah. pretty good. Did you know that uh, this is in the freestyle catalog? You can buy a complete Vivitar starter kit. No, I did not, no. Mike. It's a thirty five millimeter camera. Whoa. For two hundred bucks, you get a, a camera. It has a Pentax mount lens. Oh, All nice! Right. Yeah. Well, those lenses are pretty readily available and yeah. cheap. You yeah, get a Vivitar flash. You get a bag. Oh man! You get a strap. You get a roll of film. It's a starter kit. If you want to buy, if you didn't want to go on eBay, if you don't want to yeah. buy, uh, because some people just want to buy new. Yeah, yeah, that's or, the way to go. No funny. question, it's yeah. gonna work. Yeah. So if it, if it doesn't, you got somebody to complain to. <laughs> yeah, or of course they have the Nikon FM10. Oh, yeah, Nikon still okay. sells. Yeah. still sells the F series. Yeah. That's uh, another hundred and twenty bucks, three nineteen ninety nine. I just Not want everyone to know that you can still buy film cameras. Oh yeah. And that's uh, I was perusing the. Uh, Freestyle catalog, and I'm going to actually give this to Matt. You mind if I add one? I already know what I'm oh, going to point out. Okay, so what are you going to point out, Matt? I was in the market. Well, I had some E6 film. E6. And E6. I've been yes. into I've been into processing C41 at home. C41. Oh yeah. And getting really good at that. So I thought, oh, what the heck? Let me give C4. Uh, let me give uh, E6 a try. Right. So I had some Velvia 50 that I shot through the Mamiya 645, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to send it off. My lab, my lab only does C41, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to wait. A, you know, a couple weeks on it. Sometimes it can get that get that long with specialty labs. So I went on Freestyle, and well, first I went on B and H and Adorama, and I hit up Google and I looked for any kind of E6 kit, dry chemicals, liquid chemicals, anything I could mix up in a short, uh, a small batch. So you know, maybe a liter or two liters, and then yeah. just do my uh, 10 sheets of big film or 20 rolls of 120 film and mm-hmm. be done with it. So I couldn't find anything on Adorama and B&H. Apparently, uh, whoever they were getting it from discontinued it or it just isn't making any money selling the small stuff. You can buy the big stuff, but I don't want to have two gallons of of uh, stock to mix from right. yeah, just like sitting around. Because gallons will, of stuff. Exactly. I'm not a lab. I'm not going to go through that much. So I looked on Freestyle, and they had the Arista.edu series. It's like their educational brand, very, very low. I don't think it's low grade, yeah, but it's, it's it's just at a lower price point. Mm-hmm. So schools can buy up a lot of stock. They had a, let's see, they had a one pint, a one quart, and a one gallon kit. And it's liquid when it comes to you. So in like part A, part B, part C. And E6, for those thinking about processing E6 at home, it's pretty much the same amount of temperature control you need for C41. Uh, I'll discuss the important step here in a sec, but it's a very, very easy process. Only one more step than C41. With four the, instead of three, right? Yeah, four instead of three. It's a, it's a first developer, color developer, Blix, and wash. That's it. Well, and you also have, the, have to do a pre-wash. To get it, to bring everything up to temperature, but once you're there, just maintain the temper the working temperature, and you're good for the time. So, does it have a stabilizer like the C41 does? The Arista kit doesn't come with a stabilizer. Oh. It doesn't need one. You just have a very long final wash. So you oh, think okay. that Freestyle is like the go-to place? They're the only place oh, yeah. I can get E6 liquid chemistry in short amounts. Wow. So I bought up a whole bunch from them, and I still plan to get chemistry from them so long as they have it. Interesting. Okay, yeah. thank you. They're Would you say resource. you save money versus sending it out to a lab? Well, I figured I can do, I think I can do eight anywhere. It's all to taste, really, once it starts to color shift. Yeah. If you like the color shift, you can. I've heard of people using the one quart or one liter kits for yeah. 30 rolls of film, and it still looks good. 
because yeah. their taste is, is a little different than somebody else's. There's And then there's guys, you know, they complain after throwing four or five rolls, but it tells you just how to correct for how, how long, however long you have your chemistry right. um, out if it's expired or getting exhausted or how much time you have to do. They're really good about giving you all the instructions right there. And I say if you have already pulled the trigger on C41 home developing or you're thinking about doing C41 or E6, just do it. It's very, very yeah. simple. All you need is something to be able to maintain a constant temperature. I'm going to have to uh, order myself a kit then. Because, oh, yeah, uh, and it's pretty cheap too. I think it was uh, – I think it was thirty bucks shipped really? for, for a one quart kit. So I, you oh, know, one I, quart. I can do nice. I can do ten rolls in that at least ten twenty rolls. So yeah, I yeah, definitely get my money's worth. That's pretty awesome. Like three bucks a roll. Three bucks a roll. Yeah, that's better than any E six lab I know. So yeah. So if you don't have a freestyle photographic catalog, you can go to Google and just type in freestyle photographic, and I'll bring you to their website. And yeah, I'm and sure on their on, on their website, you just type in E six, and the chemistry pops right up. Oh, wouldn't you know that? We're green. All orders are shipped with 100% biodegradable natural Pelispan bio loose fill packing peanuts. Well, thank you, Dan. Oh. Did I, not know that. Those packing I, peanuts I are got, annoying. It's on the cover. <laughs> yeah, it's on the cover. It's on the cover. Yeah. Right over here. We're green. Freestyle. This actually uh, brings us right into darkroom tips. Dark, 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 tips. Dark, 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 tips. Dark, 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 tips. Dark, 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 tips. 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 Yes. And here's a letter from Mark Anthony Boggs. He says about regarding toning. That's yours, Matt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would like to add to the toning discussions you guys had. I do my own prints, all medium format, black and white. Nice. Mm -hmm. And have recently done some toning with SE and also have found it to be a pain as everything in the darkroom now has an SE tone. I use Berg Selenium Toner. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I have not tried any other. There are also plenty of non-toxic toners out there. Plenty. I, for Mm -hmm. instance, really like toning with coffee. It gives a nice, soft coloration and smells nice to boot. <laughs> huh. But many things that have color can, can be used to tone paper. I also find it interesting that there is not much distinction in the toning community be- between processes like SE toning and sepia toning. Where no, you, there's very little distinction. Where yeah. you bleach the print and then redevelop. Is this due to my naivety or, or is there not much separation between toning and what I call redevelopment? No, there's very few people that do any kind of process like that anymore. In fact, I'd only heard of it a couple times from some guys on the large format forum. It's just, uh, you know, there's not a market for it because people aren't, aren't asking for that kind of thing. If they want sepia, it's, it's always done in post anymore. Yeah. If you want a sepia print, it's, you know, it's inkjet printed to, to look like that. There's very few people that go through the motions to get that little extra oomph and doing it by hand. So, right. you know, he's not naive at all. It's, it's just very hard to find. And if you, but if you are good at it, that's something marketable, you know? Yeah. Like, you're making genuine genuine uh, sepia negatives. He'd be the only person I know that does that. Yeah. yeah. Now, are you talking about negatives or prints? I think he's talking about, um, I think in, he was talking about prints, but there's okay. uh, I think there's a way you can do it with negatives as well. So yeah. uh, just lots of cool things you can do. Uh, uh, now I'm curious, though. Ca- like, the, the reason I'm interested in toning is not for any sort of uh, tonality, but rather for archival stability, mm-hmm. converting the silver. Yep. Um, so I'm wondering which uh, toners, uh, for example, like selenium toner will uh, add archival stability, but I, would coffee do that as well? 
I don't think coffee Jeez. would add. I think coffee is more for toning, adding color yeah. on pr- uh, on print. But so. I don't think it would add stability. It just kind of imparts its its general color because I know a lot of people tone with tea because tea yeah. is very cheap, and tea is well, it just gives that tea kind it's of. It's just a stain rather than yes, uh, it's very much working on the silver. Yeah, that's well, that's pretty much all it does. Yeah. So you do have to do just a little bit of research if you're more interested in archival stability. Yeah, if you're if you're to make sure that the toner uh, that you're looking at will help you with that. Yeah, and I think selenium is well. The only two that I know of that really have that archival permanence written mm-hmm. all over them are selenium and gold. Yeah. And so go with selenium. Go with selenium. I mean, selenium is even expensive too, but um, not nowhere near as much as gold chloride. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tyler Robbins says, you guys have mentioned Pyrocat a few times on the show. Uh-oh. Nice. I am intrigued with the idea of home-brewed chemistry. I oh, brew yeah. my own beer. I coat my <laughs> it's own... It's not the same. <laughs> no. You don't drink it at the end. I coat my own emulsions, and I make... Uh, oh, daguerreotypes. 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 Yeah. Daguerreotypes. <laughs> <laughs> Insult prints. I would sell those, yeah. <laughs> I daguerreotypes, make, really? Those are so hard. Daguerreotypes. Daguerreotypes in my darkroom. I have a def- decent stock of powdered chemistry to get through, but the day will come when I run out. It makes sense to try making up some film developer. Pyrocap may be, may be a good pick. I got to thinking, there has to be a paper developer that is comprised of some chemicals in Pyrocat, right? Mm. I'm thinking you guys could do a whole portion of the show about mixing your own chemistry, perhaps. Mm. I know that the big development chart folks have lots of formulas on their site, but there is, has to be someone who knows something about this. Always love the show. Um, from Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, I shoot digital for work and film for myself. Rock on. Rock on, Saskatchewan. What do you think? Um, I've actually heard the question a couple times really? about, uh, if, is there a paper developer that utilizes um, the meat? Or, yeah, what's in, what's in Pyrocat, uh, the Pyrocatacol or whatever it is. To the best of my knowledge, I do not know of any paper developer that uses the same staining mechanism. Just because if if you were to dip a paper in a staining developer, you would have stain and no silver. Because the process of Pyrocat is it's going in and it's replacing some, or it's filling in the interstitial spaces of the silver density with a stain. And at the same time, I don't think you could do that with a paper just because you I don't, you just wouldn't spend enough time developing the the silver in the image. It would I, if you could do it, I think it would be a two-step process, much like a toning process, where you develop once for your standard paper, and then you develop again for your for the um, stain. yeah for, for the, the stain tone. on it, which it would just be a toner at that point. Yeah. And I think that's the only um, analogous process. Right. But, okay. But but if you're you know about the pyrocat question, yeah. If you do, if you're already doing freaking daguerreotypes, pyrocat's yeah. easy. Yeah. <laughs> daguerreotypes. That's like that's the stuff of dreams for me. For um for paper developers, the only ones I know of are are based on, uh, let's see, metal. Metal. Yeah. Uh, there's the phenidone. Yep. Phenidone. And then the dangerous stuff is the amidol. Yeah, the old, way older uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, the way older, like the, the Weston formulas. Mm-hmm, all the old um, Ansco stuff. And, very short yeah. life and kind of toxic. Yeah, and I think also the nature of Pyrocat developers being, I mean, some uh, Pyrocat, depending on the way you dilute it, can be dead as soon as 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Paper, I mean, you want paper developers to yeah. last at least a couple hours because mm-hmm. I don't know any any large print process I've gone through 
where I can I can be wham bam, thank you, ma'am, in twenty minutes. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> lucky if I get like one print in twenty minutes. Exactly. So yeah. I think it would also not be conducive to that process. Also, Pyrocat as it goes through the process, and I'm not sure if it's if it's mostly film based that imparts the color, but it gets really kind of funky colors. Mm. After I pre like if I if I'm doing sheet film, mm-hmm. after I pre wash it, like the green base comes off, so I pour out green, and the Pyrocat fades to like this this like burgundy color. It's I mean some yeah. of it is the is the anti-halation layer on the the film but it also kind of like kind of gets this tan tone to it so okay. i i think it would be a very unstable way more complicated than just uh toning afterward and would die quickly on you so no to the pyrocat paper stuff but yeah. please keep it simple but please yeah keep yeah. it ki- yeah just kiss it keep it simple stupid yeah yeah <laughs> and you know those three that i mentioned those three basic uh developers that's all of them yeah. oh yeah you can do so much with those yeah but if he's into mixing his own chemistry i would recommend like i, I did last time we talked about it um art craft chemicals okay. they're they're out of new york and they're great. They have a, a little photographic chemical section, and you can buy up the chemistry. And usually you can buy up uh, con- amounts that you won't need to reorder for a couple of years. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, if you can do a daguerreotype, you can do Pyrocat. Okay. <laughs> yep. Folks out there listening, you don't know what the heck's going on, then don't don't worry about it. It's put, cool. a, put on your earmuffs, go la, 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 and hopefully something, well, no, something cool no, will be on. If you're interested, though, <laughs> just get in touch with us. You yeah. know, we're on Flickr. We'll answer questions. Oh, yeah. Please yeah, send us know? questions. If you go yeah. into the Flickr group, uh, Dan is on Flickr, uh, oh, Matt yeah. is on Flickr, I'm on Flickr, and, of course, you can always send filmphotographypodcast.gmail.com. Yo. And, uh, you know, I mean, we're talking about, uh, I mean, I've just started, uh, again, doing home development and I'm I'm st- I'm still with the coffee. I uh, you know. I you know for for your blog I put together like this five page uh, bare, bare bones uh, like uh, do it yourself first timers. Uh, it's on the home, FPP blog. Yeah, on the FPP blog. You do this a search thing. of home pro- home mm-hmm. developing. Yeah, do it yourself. Yeah, yep, it'll this, come is, up, this so. is your first time. I tried to walk you through it as best I could. And uh, did you read through that before you uh, started with the coffee? I used the Darren Riley formula. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Stock. I like. I follow his direction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, tip by tip, and mm. I was so pleased with the results. I haven't gone any further. I'm serious. I'm so pleased mm. with the results. Yeah. But I know the folks that develop at home. You kind of get the bug to try different stuff. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm always a big proponent of don't get caught up in the developer of the the week kind of thing. Right. But mm-hmm. find what you like and and get a lot of it so you can be very consistent and approach the limits of what you're of what you can do with that certain developer yeah. and th- once you feel comfortable then you can branch out i think that's where i'm at i'm still getting comfortable i'm trying out a whole bunch of different stuff to to see what i kind of like first and then i'm just gonna say okay it's gonna be for example hp5 and xtol from here on out right something like which might be what i end up going with well uh gentlemen we had a full pack show it's yeah. uh, that time to mosey on along. Till next time. Till next time, Mike. Happy yeah. trails uh, to you. Thank you, Dan. Did we? We That's mentioned a depressing song. We're doing. Yes, yeah. it is. We're doing a pack camera giveaway. Would you call it? Matt? Packtastic. Packtastic. <laughs> Did I mention we're giving away the Canon F1 on this episode? I think so. Uh, we, we Nikon F1. Yeah, Nikon. I said Nikon. You no, said, you, said you said Canon. Canon. No, no, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, That's I twice. Did. That's two yeah. episodes in a row. No, I didn't. You I did. just said yeah, it. You did. No, you no, earlier Canon when F1. you announced it, earlier you said Canon F1. Yeah. Oh, Mike, what, they're going to come for you. They're going to be banging at the doors. Canon Canon Icon, proud, right? Canon, they're well, always very proud. Canon F1's a completely different camera. 
We're giving away a Nikon F1. It was donated by a good friend, uh, um, uh, Alex Lux, up in Canada. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we've been accused, very, very mellowly, of course, not yeah. that we've been ignoring Nikon. Right. Because I don't shoot Nikon. But we finally got yeah. one. Yeah. You shoot Nikon? Uh, no, no. I'm, I'm interested in trying it wow. out. But, you know. So, um... We are giving away an F1. In future episodes, we're also going to be talking more about Nikon and Nikon cameras. So, yeah. uh, so uh, hey, you know, we're gonna, listen, everything's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. We're going to be leaving right now. You say that, but the Nikon Mafia is coming here. <laughs> Nikon Mafia. <laughs> listen, we're only two weeks away till the next podcast. All right, so everything's going to be okay. Yeah, be all right. If, if, if things Check are, the back yeah, yeah, things aren't okay till then. I suggest if you need your FPP fix, hit the rewind button, <laughs> or uh, Flickr.com. Check out oh, our yeah. YouTube channel. A YouTube yeah. channel, um, our blog. Uh, the Flickr group is very active. You oh, get yeah. lost in the pool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. there are new uh, threads, chats, uh, almost what every few hours. There's a new yeah. comment. There, are, there have been five new threads since we started talking. That's right. <laughs> So uh, you can always be part of FPP in between the podcasts if you want to like go on your uh, computer, you know, your home computer, and uh, or your handheld your device, phone. yeah, your phone, yeah. And uh, uh, until then, uh, we uh, goodbye, and we come back with our big summer show. It'll be okay. Okay. So talk to you later. All right, listen. Go now. So okay. Don't forget about the the beater cameras. They're going to be in the Flickr group. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go to the Flickr group, and uh, I'm going to start putting more stuff in the Flickr group yeah. to give away. It's kind of secret. Shh. Yeah. You're going to want this beater camera, and worst case scenario, if you can't get it to fire, you just use it to beat someone up with. <laughs> yeah. You hit them with it. The, the Nikonians might be with a yeah. beater camera. So we'll yeah. see you next time. See you.
Wait, we have a plan. Okay.